This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania will lift all COVID-19 restrictions except an order to wear a mask while in public on Memorial Day, the Wolf Administration announced Tuesday. Capacity restrictions on bars, restaurants, and indoor and outdoor gatherings will go away on May 31st, more than a year into the pandemic. The state made the announcement with little fanfare via a news release. We continue to make significant progress in the fight to stop the spread of COVID-19. And as more Pennsylvanian adults get vaccinated and got Guidance from the CDC evolves. We can continue to move forward with our reopening efforts, Acting Health Secretary Allison Beam said in a statement. The health department said an order requiring people to wear masks while away from home will be lifted once 70 percent of Pennsylvanians aged 18 and older are fully vaccinated. That percentage stood at nearly 42 percent on Tuesday, according to federal data, while 63 percent of those 18 or older had at least one dose. Pennsylvania revised its masking order last week to bring it in line with new federal recommendations that say fully vaccinated people don't have to wear uh, masks outside anymore unless they're at a crowded event. The health department said that municipalities and school districts can continue to impose their own restrictions and other state mandates, including a requirement that hospitals and long-term care facilities report new infections will remain. Pennsylvania's Governor Tom Wolf announced all of this yesterday, uh, except, you know, for the uh, wearing the mask will be lifted on Memorial Day, but officials in Philadelphia um, said that they are not doing that. So Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley said that the city of Philadelphia will ease restrictions when city leaders say it's time to. We're going to review the New Jersey policy, the Pennsylvania policy, and we'll consider a local policy in light of that. We will announce that later, Farley said Tuesday. On Monday, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced uh, that his state will lift many COVID-19 capacity limits at retail stores, restaurants, gyms, and other businesses, and will remove a hard cap on outdoor gatherings beginning May 19th. In Delaware, Governor John Carney plans to lift capacity limits at businesses and places of worship and scale down social distancing to three feet. Those those changes go into effect on May 21st. They throw so much stuff at you. Don't your eyes start to glaze over at a certain point? It's like you get bombarded with information. It's like, okay, where are we now? What, well, what level are we at? I think it's what's confusing for me is like Pennsylvania and then like you'll be within the city limits and you're yeah. like, why are we still? Oh, that's right. Oh, right, right. City. Yeah, I can't keep track of it. As announced last week, the city of Philadelphia will be loosening certain restrictions on Friday, May 7th for indoor dining. Capacity will be increased from 25 to 50 percent if restaurants meet enhanced ventilation standards. Uh, and if so, they can move from 50 to 75 percent. Uh, there are still needs to be a minimum of six feet of distance between uh, the chair back to chair back. And the maximum table size will be increased from four to six. The maximum table size increase for outdoor dining uh, is 10 people which is the state limit. So with all of this overwhelming amount of information, the good thing is it's all pointing in the right direction. So it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. too far off to where we won't have to be busting out a slide rule and a calculator to figure out exactly <laughs> right, yeah. what, we Where's can, my protractor? what we can or shouldn't can or shouldn't be doing or whatever it may be. But it's, it's on the way, man. I it think, feels... I think late, later in the summer we're going to be golden. Exactly. Yep, Especially just... with what we're talking about with our, you know, with the barbecue and, exactly. and, and September. Yeah. Okay, let's get there. Let's keep our eye on the ball, and, yeah. and next thing you know, this will all be in it.
An old faded memory. Oh, God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. The University of Pennsylvania. Just like vaudeville. The University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinarian Medicine Working Dog Center is asking people to wear their sweaty T-shirts. Researchers want to know if dogs can detect odors associated with COVID-19. Help us prove dogs can sniff out COVID-19, a message reads on the center's website. They are specifically looking for people who have been tested in the past 48 hours or are going to be tested. If you are interested, they will ship you a T-shirt and the return supplies. The T-shirt study... I wish they'd ship you a dog. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, right. The T-shirt study involves dogs being trained to discriminate between the odors of COVID positive, negative, and vaccinated individuals based on the volatile organic compounds they leave on a T-shirt worn overnight, according to a Penn Vet article. That's amazing. Yeah. It is, and it's uh, the the ability of of uh, dogs to sniff out COVID in your ass is amazing. <laughs> they have to get up in uh, there. Yeah, right? they get way up in yeah. there. If you have ass Talk COVID, to Casey's dog Reggie. <laughs> he uh, he's a COVID dog. He knows me intimately. <laughs> He's just looking for ass COVID. Like, I'm just standing there, yeah. and I'm like, okay, and you done yet? Yeah. I mean, and you're like, he's all the way up in there. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. uh, it's full Frame on. job. Yeah. Frame job. Frame job. <laughs> we are collecting many more samples in that study, hundreds of more than we did in a first one, and are hopeful that we will get the dogs closer to what they might encounter in a community setting, said Cynthia Otto, the director of the Penn Vet Working Dog Center. Dogs can actually, I, some I believe can smell out types of cancer. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Can smell... Uh, um, you know, just slight physiological changes. If well, they can they can sense when a um, when uh, someone is going into a, a seizure because your body releases certain pheromones and things. Well, it's and, amazing and what a, they can do. A lot of people have stories too of like when they became pregnant before they knew or right. they told anybody right. the dog okay. like laying you know their head on the stomach. Have they found any that can find out if you're too sexy or not? Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's true. That's a violation. It is yeah. a violation. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend whose wife was um, having extramarital affairs and eventually it came out and and afterwards he was like oh my god my dog knew the whole time because every time she would come home he would go straight to that uh-huh. area and would start sniffing can, I, can I smell your yeah. teeth yeah mm-hmm. come on yeah. seriously i swear to god there you well, yeah of wow. course yeah might be possible well so you'll have to fill out a survey that includes 17 questions <clears throat> to see if you're eligible for the study but um, you can be positive, negative, whatever. You just have to be uh, scheduled to take a test or have taken a test within 48 hours. So if you took a All test, right. yeah, you're eligible for this. Uh, so go to the website and you can fill out the questionnaire. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Flyers lost to the Penguins 7-3 last night in South the Philly. They got within a goal twice after going down 3-0. Travis Konechny made it 4-3 with 9.37 to play. But another Sidney Crosby goal just over two minutes later made it 5-3. And the Penguins added two more. In his 500th career game in the NHL, Brian Elliott turned away 24 shots in the loss. The Flyers have only three games remaining in the regular season. And return to action on Friday with a game in Washington against the Capitals. The Phillies beat the Milwaukee Brewers last night at the ballpark, holding on to win 6 Five and they did it! 
Andrew McCutcheon hit a pair of solo home runs, and Brad Miller hit a three-run shot to back Aaron Nola, helping the Phillies to the win. Nola struck out 10 and allowed one run in five hits and five hits in six innings as the Phillies held on to earn consecutive wins for the first time since they started the season at 4-0. The series continues tonight, and Chase Anderson will get the start game time is at 7.05. The Sixers, who have won five games in a row, finish up their road trip with a game in Houston tonight against the Rockets. The Sixers have only seven games remaining in the regular season and continue to be in first place in the Eastern Conference, a game and a half ahead of the Brooklyn Nets, who lost their third game in a row last night. Tip-off tonight is at 8 o'clock. And in soccer, the Union moved into the semifinals, beating United 4-1 last night in Atlanta. Union will face either the Portland Timbers or Mexico's Club America in the two-leg semifinals, which won't be played until mid-August and mid-September. The series is tied 1-1, heading to the second leg tonight in Mexico City, and that's what I have for you this morning. It was actually a 1-1 draw last night, Kathy. Oh. It's called an aggregate oh, score. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah so they, there was two games, but they won over the course of the two games. Ah, okay. Just Fair to enough. let you know. Thank you very much. All right, we welcome you to Wednesday morning. What a morning it is. We have a whole big stack of stuff for you today. We'll start with the obvious. We're giving away money. We do have the Money Clip Contest twice this morning, 8 and 10 a.m. I think we're in that routine now. We have this week and next week, so hang in there. Hopefully it's coming for you. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. We'll chat with the gang, see what they have to say. We have several guests that are going to be joining us on the program as well. We're going to talk to Scott Keenan, owner of Keenan's in North Wildwood. Little detail coming up about yes. uh, some stuff. So we'll yeah. uh, touch base with Scott uh, early in the eight o'clock hour. We are also going to have actor Eric Roberts on today. I love Eric Roberts. Uh, he's going to be on Grey's Anatomy on Thursday, and I'm sure we can dive into other things in his career. We've had him on several times. Tough stuff. It's cool. He's a, he's a little kooky. Uh, we also have John Ratzenberger, yeah. you know, uh, Norm, or not Norm, uh, Cliff, Cliff Levin from uh, Cheers, but he has also been in all of the Pixar movies, and he is uh, big time about the American worker. So today is National Skilled Trades Day, huh. and it's his passion, is skilled workers, people who go out and learn a trade and earn their keep. So we're going to talk to him this morning about that, and not only is it... National Skilled Trades Day. Today is Hoagie Day. It's National Hoagie Day. And therefore, our friends at Primo will be stopping by with goodies for us and goodies for you. That's so good. We'll have gift cards giveaway through the course of the morning. So listen up for your chance to win on National (laughs) Hoagie Day. Not only that, but we have a secret text word, too. We have a chance for you to win a digital download of Percy versus Goliath. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. Christopher Walken, Christina Ricci, Zach Braff are all in this movie. Huh. So text word secret to 39333. We're going to bounce. We're back to you later on. I'm going to ask you to call in with that word. Designated caller wins. Nah, nah, nah. Ah, blah, blah, blah. And we'll grab a random text or two. That's all there is to it. It's also Cinco de Mayo. It yeah, is. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do people still do that? Uh, I think probably we're right still going to see where a lot of stuff is is um, still on hold. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's to uh, gradually returning to a more robust single de Mayo. Right. But we can still observe it by doing a Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's what we'll probably do. All right. Anyhow, we have a lot of stuff to get to, as you can see. So stick with us through the course of the morning. Maybe you win something. Maybe you hear something you like. We'll come back with a stupid question. The entertainment report. Stay there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. James McKenna, listener of the Preston and Steve Show, sent me this really cool, uh, stupid question. Uh, I got it in the ballpark. I didn't get it exactly, but right. I want to see if you can get it right. So he had, he wrote me and said, I'm re-watching the MCU like you are and thought this might be a great and hard question. So here is the question for you. From Captain America, the first Avenger. I want you to finish this. I want you to answer this response and give me the answer to this, okay? Wonderful weather we're having this morning, isn't it? What's the response to that? See if you know. I'm not even going to give you this scenario. You should know this. Wonderful weather we're having this morning, isn't it? What's the response to that? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. We're going to give away a $150 Fogata Show gift card, so we're going to make you work for it. And let's see if you can get that right. I have a bunch of really cool birthdays today. Uh, today is Wednesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, as Casey pointed out earlier. And we have a birthday in the Black Sabbath camp. It uh-huh. is drummer Bill Ward's birthday today. Uh, Bill was not uh, getting back together with the guys. You remember there was I remember some... that there was legal stuff going on, wasn't there? Medical issues. Yeah, oh, medical, okay. And uh, and then there was some legal stuff beyond that, too. All right. So he can't really tour and do the whole deal anymore. And, uh, but he they, was the original drummer, yeah. He was the original yeah. drummer, and they so they they opted not to have him in, and then yeah, then there were some money issues. Uh, but I think they've kind of buried the the hatchet on that whole thing. But uh, he turns uh, seventy three years old today, Mister Bill Ward. It's wonderful <laughs> to look at contemporary pictures of these guys, and they at that time Black Sabbath came out. It's like they've crawled from the bowels of hell, and now he looks like someone who runs a convenience store. Yep, yep. Uh, so, 73rd birthday today. The great Michael Palin. Yes. Ah. Of my- <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's him, right? That's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From a fish called Wanda. Uh, yeah, when he's trying to say the Cathcart Towers Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so great in that movie. Uh, he's a member, obviously, of the Monty Python crew. Uh, and he turns uh, 78 years old today. Tina Yathers. Oh, wow. A Family Ties. The legend. Yeah. One yep. of our earliest celebrity interviews, Preston, at Y100. She was in a band. <laughs> man, I wish I could remember Jade? the name of that band. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if that's wow. it. Some are, reason Jade came to mind. Good, yeah. sir. Uh, but yeah, she tried to make the band thing happen, and it didn't really take off. They were just okay, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they were no dog star. No, no. <laughs> Uh, but she celebrates her 48th birthday today, Tina Yathers. What a perfect end to that. Uh, Lance Henriksen, Steve. Oh, I love Lance Henriksen. We had him in the studio, one of our favorite interviews. Yep. He's just, he is the proverbial card. He's, yep. you know. In uh, that original Alien movie, he plays, uh, was it Bishop? Was it was that Bishop his name? Aliens, yeah. yeah. He's the one who accidentally, uh, in quotes, uh, dropped his, his hotel key card in front of one of our... Yes. Uh, Brittany, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had uh, Brittany in here, and uh, and he goes, oops, and drops his hotel room <laughs> key on the ground. He was joking around. Yeah. He's 81 years old. <laughs> uh, but he was in Millennium. I know you loved that show. Love My mother Millennium. and sister loved that show. Great show, and so many movies. You can see him all the way back in, like, Close Encounters. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, he's just a great character actor. Terminator. Yeah. yeah. He's 81. Brian Williams, NBC News anchor, turns 62 years old today. Had a bit of a scandal with some fibbing, but ended up he's now on uh, MSNBC. And his daughter is uh, the actress, right? Yes, uh, who's uh, uh, gorgeous. Yes, she is beautiful. She's Uh, in uh, Get Out and um, uh, Girls. Girls. He is uh, 62 today. Uh, Kean Douglas, who is the grooming expert on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, probably the the most fun one, I think. The original collective, yeah, yes, yep. I love that show. Fifty one years old today, I, it was a great show. I haven't really watched the other ver- uh, versions. Neither, neither have I. Uh, John Reese Davies, yes, uh, from uh, Indiana Jones, he played Sala in Indiana Jones and in Lord of the Rings. Gimli. No, that is correct. He's great. He is. Uh, he turns uh, seventy seven years old today. Uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, the there man you go. Of steel, Superman himself. I mean, I love Christopher Reeve and I love all the other, but he is my Superman. He's my man of steel. What a man! Uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and uh, the most recent Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah. Outstanding. So good. I had to stop following him on Instagram because I, I felt bad about myself because <laughs> he posts these shirtless photos. Yeah. Does like, he? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's what a man's supposed to look like. That That's what the ultimate man is supposed <laughs> yeah. to look like. And he's got the successful series on Netflix, The Witcher. Uh, he turns 38 today. Hardcore gamer. Uh, is he really? Absolutely, like PC gamer. Okay. Uh, so happy birthday to him and also Adele. Ah. Adele turns 33 years old today. She's still uh, svelte. She dropped a whole bunch of weight, uh, right? And- Case, how old was she when she wrote the uh, this album that really... It's 21, because that was the, like each album was her age, right? So she had 19, I believe, was her first one, then really? 21, uh, and then 25. Yeah. God, this came out that long That's ago? That's what I was thinking. That was like, 12 going years on. ago? Wow. I remember, like, when you first told me, it was before she really hit big, Casey had kind of stumbled across her, and he's like, I want you to listen to this. Yeah. And her first album, I I noticed her on Saturday Night Live, and her first, I think this name, her big hit was called Chasing Pavements, and that was great. Her first album was I'm This Much Old. (laughs) I'm 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 This this Many. I'm This Many. Uh, (laughs) But the... Like, this album, 21, is just, like, from top to bottom. It's a perfect album, but, like, the best part about it, and I'm not, like, always a lyric guy, but her lyrics, like, it is as raw as it gets. I mean, it's, like, fresh after a breakup. Like, she puts words on there, like... Like there's no words pe- on it. Well, no, no. Most people will be embarrassed, right? But right. but we've all been through it. Like she talks about yeah. this one song where she showed up to a party after the breakup just because she thought he was going to be there. Like we've all done that. The drive by, like all of those things. But just it was just a really raw, amazing album. Twenty one so. came out in two thousand eleven. By the way, yeah, she's uh, thirty three years old today. Wild. Uh, and then Brooke Hogan. Brooke Hogan, <laughs> the last birthday the pop star on my list. <laughs> Uh, she's also 33 years old. I remember when she was 18 Man. on Hogan Knows Best. God, they were trying to make that pop music yeah. career yeah. take off. And then Hogan ends up dating someone who looks like his own daughter, but younger. It's insane. Crazy. Uh, she's it's crazy, right, Elk? 33 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. 
Uh, from Captain America, the first Avenger, I want you to answer this. Well, give me the answer to this response. What is the response to this question? Uh, wonderful weather we're having this morning, isn't it? 215263WMMR. First caller in was Chris, so I'm going to give him a shot at it. Chris, good morning. Good morning. All right, wonderful weather we're having this morning, isn't it? Yes, but I always carry an umbrella. That is correct. <laughs> Hang on a second. I like that. Uh... That setup, that code. Yeah, it was Agent Carter as she was going into the secret lab where they were going to, you know, create Captain America out of Steve Rogers. Here's the clip. Wonderful weather this morning, isn't it? Yes, but I always carry an umbrella. And that was to let her know she was able to come in. So very cool question. So thanks for that. We appreciate it. And Chris, we're going to set you up. With a $150 Fogo Show gift card, and you can try the new bone-in ribeye, a premium cut included as part of Fogo's full uh, churrasco service. And welcome to what's next at Fogo to Show. You can make reservations for Fogo in Center City and King of Prussia at Fogo.com. I have a bunch to get to. Let's go with this. After news broke, that Chloe Kardashian allegedly reached out to Instagram model Sydney Chase uh-huh. over the claims that Tristan Thompson cheated on her with Chase. Page Six reports that Thompson has taken legal action against the podcast on which she first broadcast her claims. So this is all blowing up. Adam John Grad uh, Gradmazian, uh, Mazin, I guess I say his name, the host of the No Jumper podcast, told Page Six on Tuesday that he erased the initial video because of the cease and desist he received from Thompson's attorney, Marty Singer. Uh, so Marty's on board for this. Absolutely. Uh, so he said, yeah, we got a cease and desist, and I deleted it. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have posted it. You the, f- the reputation of my client. I'll see you in court. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have posted it in the first place if I knew it was going to mess up a relationship. But what they think was going to happen. Uh, Singer also sent a cease and desist to Chase, but cease she, and desist. she has not responded you as of not yet. responded as of yet. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, of course you, you were going to get press out of it. That's, no, that's why what they you, did it for. That's why yeah. you would go with it. Absolutely. Hey, here's a follow-up. I find that disingenuous. Uh, here's a follow-up to a couple of stories yesterday. Uh, ripping a page out of Will Smith's playbook. We touched on this. Mark Wahlberg revealed a body transformation. Uh, in three weeks, he's gained 20 pounds. But unlike Smith's admitted COVID bod, this gain was for a film role. He posted side-by-side shots of his ripped body, and three weeks later, a puffed-up pooch. Uh, from left photo three weeks ago to this, he wrote, now thanks to Chef Lawrence D. Cooking, Wahlberg captioned the pics. Now, no word on the role as of yet, but he's supposedly going to be packing on another 20 pounds after that. Yeah. So, so he's he, beefing up for it. It's my understanding he's playing a boxer. It's a true story. Uh, a priest who is a boxer as well, becomes a boxer. Anyway, it's based on a true story. Uh, his friend had his back. Mario Lopez wrote, yo, you wear mad chubby well, homie. <laughs> you wear mad chubby well, oh homie. Homie. Mm-hmm. Trying to sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, a, he's a fly honey. Yeah, he is. Um, so you eat a lot and you also don't exercise? Well, like, you know, he's also, he's also exercising, I think, but in a different way. Because he's, you know, he's going to want to bounce back. Right. After this. I was watching, um, there was a special on, uh, on, um, again, I, I mentioned it yesterday, I think, or the day before, on body transformations, uh, and actors who have done that. And if you look at, like, Christian Bale, he's gone to incredible extremes. Oh, yeah. And um, doctors say, unless you're under really good doctor supervision, uh, that can be incredibly unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like, for the machinist, he was, I mean, literal skin and bones. Yeah. Steve, you work out 
Pretty much every day. Every day, yeah. Okay. Um, do you like it? Um, yeah. Or do you do it because it's day, good for your body? Yeah, I, because, I, listen, because it's, somebody said a, a while ago, and it's something that stuck in my mind, it's the difference between your home and, and like, a, a nursing home. Right. You know, as you, as you, as you age, you know, okay. like your home. Yeah. And I was thought, okay, I, I like the mobile, and I, I do like, it is one of those foundational things that I do that if I don't do that, Preston, you know this, if you don't do that, everything else falls. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's, if I, if I do that. I'm good. Yeah. If I don't do that, everything else will start to fall over. I, I have a really good friend of mine who's always been in phenomenal shape, and, and he loves it, right? Like, he goes for these 10-mile runs, and he, loves God every, bless. and he loves every second of it. He wakes up at 4 in the morning yeah. to go to the gym or work out or whatever. And, and he, but, like me, I hate, I effing hate every second of it. <laughs> Is your friend- and then when it's over, it's like, okay, that was good. Yeah, I feel, I feel look, better. Yeah. You know, in case you, when you ride a bike, you're working out. Do you, do you, uh, do you count okay. that? All do right. you count that as a workout? I do. A, a okay. hike, if, if you're talking about, I, I weight train every other day and I, I do aerobic stuff every day. I like riding a bike and I like going for a hike. Okay. But all the so other you're stuff still exercising. <laughs> Is your yeah. friend an athlete? He, well, he was. I mean, he's a he's a, I, a I phys ed the, teacher now. I, I think but. that's a different mindset, and I think the people that truly get enjoyment out of it are the people who grew up as athletes. That yeah. they played sports consistently growing up. You know, even if it was just high school hockey or whatever, yeah. and they never truly get away from it. And I think that they like there are people who exercise because Steve they need to. They don't want to be in the nursing home at the end of their lives. All of the right reasons for doing it. But the people who truly enjoy it are the people who are are in their mindset. Athletes. Yeah, I, I only do it because I feel I have to do it. I agree. Yeah, and that's it. And and actually, my, there are parts of my body that are falling apart. My joints are, are horrible, and there's nothing I can do about that. Really, can I tell so, you something though. Yeah, you got an ace ass on you. Buddy. Oh, thanks, man. It's America's ass. All right. So, by the way, Will Smith for one is planning to get fit again. He announced a new six part series from YouTube Originals, which is tentatively titled. Best Shape of My Life, which will follow his uh, efforts to get into, as the name suggests, the best shape he's ever been in. So this is all leading up a, a to setup. him doing a YouTube. And he probably had this from the start. He probably said, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm going to put this on, then I'm going to do this transformation and make a thing out of it. Well, it's like if you've ever seen, and this was a big thing a while ago, remember, that? I think there he had some sort of lawsuit against the Hydroxy Cut Company. He did? No, not he, but this is, this is what they do. So you'll see these, these incredible transformations. Yeah. They'll get these athletes, Casey, who are oh, really yeah. ripped up. Yes. They'll say, put on like 20, 25 pounds. Yes. Yep. And then they peel it off like, oh my God! Or they'll, they'll find people People that are um, that have injured that, yeah, are, that right. are in great shape and they've gone through that they, they, they have to remain sedentary and they're right. going to put on weight and then they'll hey hey why don't you, you're going to get back in shape let's get you on this program <laughs> let's get you on or it. get you as a, as, a, as a spokesperson so anyhow that's coming out down the road uh, former Olympian and reality star Caitlyn Jenner is running on the Republican ticket for governor of California we know this in her campaign material released Tuesday and we have a clip of this. Uh, she attacks uh, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom uh, for failures during the pandemic, but in the material touting her stance, uh, her name is misspelled as Kalen, by what? the way. Uh, she says a thoughtful disruptor is needed to put California back on track. So let's play. Uh, when did this come over? Was should, this today should, or yeah, yesterday? Yeah, this morning. Okay, we don't have it yet. All right. So uh, she said uh, Jenner brands herself as a dreamer. Interesting. Interestingly, she omitted her famous last name in much of the marketing material as well. A bid, some say, to distance herself from the famous Kardashian-Jenner family members. I'm a rambler and a gambler and a sweet-talking ladies' man. Uh, none of whom plan to stump for her. So here we go. Here's the clip. California needs a disruptor. 
a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet, to save California. All right, so we'll see how she does. It's wild because later on in the in the thing she talks about, you know, you you think of Caitlyn Jenner, you you have to remember she was the greatest athlete in the world at one point. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, does she I'm get um, any of the Kardashian money still? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she, I, I would say that by the time she entered into in her relationships, her with uh, Mominger with Chris Jenner. She was super wealthy to begin with. Well, she also, I would imagine, if was on the show, which I never watched, um, has to get residuals from that and right. had some kind of a deal. That's so right. I, yeah, That's I exactly know. how it works, Preston. All right, so what else I have here for you? A Los Angeles judge has made a final ruling in a long-running fight over the value of Michael Jackson's estate, putting it far below internal revenue service estimates. Jackson's assets at the time of his death in June of 2009 were worth $111 million dollars. Well below the $482 million estimated by the IRS, Judge Mark Holmes ru- ruled uh, Monday so, in a 271-page opinion. This is the assessment of Neverland Ranch or all of his assets? Everything. Wow. Uh, the tax, that seems really low. Court estimated that the value of the assets was reduced by the fact that the late pop singer had passed the peak of his popularity, was heavily indebted, and had a damaged reputation due to allegations of child molestation. Go to hell. Uh, the ruling... No, this is good for Michael. Oh, it's good? Uh, yeah. I love you. Well, it's good for his estate. The ruling is, is a win for the singer's family and brings uh, to an end years of debate over the estate's worth after the IRS audited its returns in 2013, leading to a $700 million tax bill. Uh, the IRS had estimated that the estate had underestimated its taxes by more than $500 million and penalized it by adding nearly $200 million more. Due to feces. While <laughs> Jackson... Okay. What was that, sir? <laughs> Just interjecting here. Uh, while Jackson's uh, executors placed his net worth at the time of his death at just over $7 million. What? Yeah, the IRS what? What? estimated it as $1.125 billion. So there's a talking. little bit of... In somewhere between $7 million and $200 billion. Yeah, so anyhow, they've uh, reached a final uh, uh, conclusion on that. Are you... So Michael Jackson at this point in all these documentaries, they are now... So for me, Elvis is that any documentary, any anything that about Elvis... I'll watch it. Michael Jackson falls in that territory now. It's, oh, it's, really? There's so many, there are multiple stories going on with the family and with the father and all that stuff. There's just a, an endless wealth of great documentary material. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think we have audio of this. Uh, if you've ever thought of living with George Clooney, uh, thanks to his new Omaze fundraiser, you practically can. In a new video from the fundraising company, Clooney is giving... One lucky fan and a guest of their choice, the chance to spend an evening with him and his wife, Amal, at their home in Lake Como, Italy. Which is gorgeous. In the video, Clooney teases the possibility of a lifelong friendship, much like the one he says that he gained with a random roommate uh, during the pandemic. Um, you want me to do the setup on this? Yeah. I haven't listened to the audio. Yeah, do the so. setup. Uh, All right, the, so the actual Omaze uh, he said, offer. One of my favorite things about meeting new people is that you never know when a lifelong friendship is going to blossom. And uh, he, he shares this with fundraising video, and then it turns you know, to a, a comedic uh, bit. He said, in fact, by total dumb luck, I actually spent most of the last year rooming with some random guy, and we're basically <laughs> best friends now. But, I, but don't take my word for it. Just ask him. And uh, his roommate, Byron, uh, says, do I recommend hanging out with George Clooney? No, I do not. 
He said, basically, George Clooney swung by my house to pick up something he was buying from me on Craigslist, and the stay-at-home order hit, and he never left. So what we have is his, his introduction and then a couple of clips of him observing life with Byron, who apparently he was at his house when sort of the uh, the, the lockdown right, came. Right, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, here we go. Hi there. I'm George Clooney, and as soon as this pandemic is over, I want you to come celebrate with Amal and me at our house in Lake Como. I'm serious. To support my foundation, we're going to fly you and a friend out to Italy. We're going to put you up in one of our favorite hotels and then have you over to our place for a little get-together. Just click the link or go to omaze.com slash Clooney and enter now. Not only are we going to have the best time ever together in Lake Como, but your flights, your hotel... All of that's included. Best of all, every donation will support the Clooney Foundation for Justice and our mission to advocate for justice through accountability for human rights abuses around the world. All right, so then uh, here's the next clip where it gets rolling. <laughs> Look at him. He's so good. He's just eating. That's he and a Byron. So what's happening? Yeah, but he's sitting with Byron, and one thing you become Byron becomes really acutely aware of quickly is that George Clooney just adores Brad Pitt. He's okay. putting posters up in his room, and they watch nothing but Brad Pitt movies. That's all. He just eats, man. He just eats. You're doing what he's doing. Right? No, but he does it better. <laughs> Brad, man. It's just like he walks on the screen and. Wow. <laughs> he does eat in like. Every one of his yes. movies. What oh, yeah, that? he does. Yeah, yeah, yes, he does. Everybody. Brad Pitt. Especially in the Oceans movies, in almost every scene where he, a new scene that he's introduced, yeah. he's eating something. Yeah. It's wild. All right, here we go. Uh! Yeah, it was it was an unforgettable time. <laughs> we laughed. We learned. Lived. George. George. Oh, so naturally, when the stay-at-home order was finally lifted, Byron and I knew that we had... A tough decision to make. I told him to get the f*** out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, dude, I actually considered maybe entering this. Could you imagine getting a trip, flying there? And I know that these, the, you know, it's it's like playing the lottery. Yeah. Uh, but flying out to Italy. Hanging and out with them all. Well, and expenses paid. To... Doing a night with those guys. What's that? Just 10? Uh, usually those Omaze things yeah, yeah. are, yeah, like 10 really? bucks. You can enter as much as you want yeah. as well. Wow. You have a better chance if you enter several times, but that's the way it usually works. Yeah. So do you remember the where they live, basically, is if you remember in the uh, Daniel Craig Casino Royale, mm-hmm. when he's convalescing after he's been tortured, that's Lake Como. Yep. Uh, just unbelievably gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, that would be pretty damn nice. So you can enter today if you are interested. All right, how about uh, this one? In a new interview, Andrew Garfield, who played Spider-Man in two of Sony's films, said that despite what you may have read on the Internet, he hasn't been called to reprise his role uh-huh. in the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I, I, yes. Now, a lot of these people are saying it, but I'm thinking that's what they're told to say. Uh, he had described in detail how he feels uh, unsubstantiated rumors online uh, about them. Uh, and how he wishes that he could squash him. He said, listen, I can't speak for anyone else but myself, uh, but they might be doing something, but I ain't got a call. However, when I asked point blank if he's in the film or not, he answered by saying, haven't I just said that, which he sort of did. Uh, If he is in the movie, he wouldn't be able to say either way. If he isn't in the film, he probably shouldn't say because cutting off a buzz or possibility wouldn't be looked favorably upon by people in the industry. So... There's no definitive answer, so chances are, yeah, he's probably going to be in it. So we're dealing with two real big multiverse movies. You're going to have the uh, the Flash movie. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton has already started on on that. Uh, they were showing shots outside his Wayne Manor. 
Uh, and, um, yeah, all these are coming together. And then you have potential, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, all in this Spider-Man movie. Also yep. Doctor Strange, right? There's uh, a multiverse. Uh, multiverse there. is there as well, yeah. Yep. So we shall see. Uh, Queen Elizabeth has approved a range of beer brewed from plants grown on her Sandringham estate. Uh, After you've tried my sex toys, get hammered on my beer. Uh, The beer will be sold at the gift shop there. It's like a Cracker Barrel. It will come in an English style, bitter style, and a stronger golden IPA style. You get totally ripped. According to the label, it said, made in the U.K. for the Sandringham Estate. The Sandringham Estate is a wildlife haven for pheasants, hares, owls, and many other species. Who thri- summarily blow their heads off. Uh, thrive in the wood and farmland habitats. Do they still do fox hunts? Or is I, that, I don't uh, think so. No, I, I, think, I think they, I, I don't think that they kill the right. foxes any longer. They so do. they might still do it, but just not... Poor people hunts. And with uh, the uh, the killing. Uh, speaking of poor people, Steve, uh, Paris Hilton addressed a notorious picture that went viral years ago, and it featured her wearing a top hat that reads, Stop Being Poor. Yes, I remember this. Uh, but on TikTok, the era said that it was just a Photoshop job. Uh, she said, I never wore that shirt. This was completely Photoshopped. Everyone thinks it's real, but that's not the truth. I kind of believe her. Uh, she she continued by saying, this is what it really said. Stop being desperate. Don't believe everything you read. Supposedly, that what it was. that's what it was. So it's funny that it says stop being poor. Uh, so nonetheless. I mean, that would fit at that time, fit yeah. right in the perception of Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien has announced that the final episode of his CBS Late Night Show, Conan, will air on June 24th. I made the announcement on Monday to open Conan. I uh, said that over the next two months, uh, he'll feature special guests and look back at the past 11 years of the show. And we have a clip of that. We are winding down our TBS show. Uh, the plan is to reemerge on HBO Max sometime in the near future with, uh, I think, what will be my fourth iteration of a program. Uh, imagine a cooking show with puppets <laughs> and you'll have the wrong idea. Uh, he also went on to say, I just want to point out that for 11 years, the people of Turner have been absolutely lovely to me and everyone here at the staff. Uh, they gave me a home when I needed one most, and I am eternally grateful, and I'm very proud of what we've accomplished here. If you take his late show on NBC, that show was just uh, awesome all the time. It was just one of those appointment things, you know, when I could stay up or, or see it and, and then eventually record it, but that... That was the the heyday for me. All of that uh, that production and all the stuff that went into that show, and it's been whittled down now. It's just a half hour, you yep. know. Yep. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is boarding HBO Max's Love and Death. The series will tell the story of a notor- notorious murder in Texas in 1980. Uh, David E. Kelly, Nicole Kidman, and director Leslie Linka Glatter are set to produce. Uh, and according to uh, the head of original content there, Sarah Aubrey said, this is a gripping story about the frustrations and desires of two women in a small town that culminates in a terrible act of violence. Uh, we're thrilled to be partnering with David, Leslie, Nicole, and Per, whoever that is. Yeah. And uh, incredibly fortunate to have Elizabeth at the center of our story to bring out the layers of candy that make this story so unforgettable. I is she playing Wanda Maximoff? I guess Candy's the main character. Uh, and Ben Kingsley stars as Salvador Dali. 
Interesting. In, uh, Mary Heron's uh, Dollyland is what it's going to be called. It should have been Dollywood. Uh, the film has wrapped filming, and fans are back, are getting a look at the biopic, which uh, shows the marriage between the surrealist painter and his wife, Gala. Uh, Barbara Sukawa stars as his wife. So I've always thought found Dolly is a, a very interesting We have a character. couple in the house, you know, originals. No, we have a couple. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, his stuff is, is pretty wild. He's his, a wild character. His museum is in St. Petersburg. I made my mom one time when I was visiting there. I'm like, let's go. go. Yeah, 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 let's go. And they have his masterworks, which, by the way, are like... They're like 18 feet tall. Huge, They're yeah. massive. They're yeah. much smaller if you get them at Prince Plus, Preston. Right. Oh. I would hope so. All right. And one last story. Uh, nearly 30 years after Night Court aired its series finale, May 31st, 1992, NBC has confirmed that a sequel to the hit 1980s sitcom has been given a pilot order. We had mentioned this a while back. that There were rumors. Uh, Melissa Rock, who is best known for her role as Bernadette on The Big Bang Theory, is set to executive produce the project and star nice. as Judge Abby Stone, All right. who's following in the footsteps of her father, Judge Harry Stone, of course, played by the late, great Harry Anderson. So she's built up like a, um, she's like the AT&T girl uh, amongst nerds and stuff like that. She's a sex object. John Larroquette, who played the lecherous prosecutor Dan Fielding in the original series, is set to reprise his role. That's pretty cool. You know what I didn't know uh, about him, uh, and I think it might be later on in this article. Yeah, in 1985, John Larroquette won the first of what would become a record-breaking four consecutive Emmy Awards for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, and at that point, he asked to no longer be considered for the honor. He was that revered in on that show. He was awesome on that show, man. So he was on... Uh, yeah, I forget the thing. There was something that that was... Maybe it wasn't... Uh, it was that Cosby wasn't putting himself up for any awards, but Cosby would have been a lead actor in a comedy. Right. He would have been lead, yeah. Right. He was a supporting actor. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I know that uh, Don Knotts has the second highest uh, supporting actor. Uh, Emmy Awards, but uh, yeah, he's, I mean... Well, maybe it had to be consecutive, because he won four consecutives. There may have been people that won more than that, but over the stretch of longer years, maybe missing out a year here and there. It's pretty amazing. The show wouldn't have worked without him. Yeah, Yeah. he's fantastic. So... We'll have to wait and see when that pops up. But they're gonna—they're ordering a, uh, a pilot for that, which is really cool. You know, of course, according to horror legend, he is and he's the truth. He is the narrator of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's correct. Yeah. All right, let's do the clips. Here we go. Enemy forces target a young girl named Alina in Shadow and Bone after she unleashes unleashes magical power that could turn the world as she knows it upside down. And in this clip, actor Freddie Carter uh, talks about what he did to get into character before each take. So I have a little, I had a little kind of physical trigger that I would do with the cane before before every take. And it's just like a really small, simple thing, but it just helped me kind of, you know, get back in touch and remind myself, you know, that this is something. That, you know, that the cane is a part of him and, you know, an extension of him. <laughs> I saw the trailer the other day. It looks pretty damn cool. I haven't uh, heard about it yet, anything, but um, Shadow and Bone is now streaming on Netflix if you want to check that out. Here's the next clip. A passenger in the film Stowaway jeopardizes the lives of a three-person crew on a mission to Mars, which leaves the trio with an impossible choice. And in this clip, actress and star Anna Kendrick discusses the loyalty 
of the crew. Here we go. I love that the movie doesn't like devolve into uh, us trying to get each other and trick each other. Like that all of us have this goal of how do we survive this? How do we get through this together? Um, Cause I think those are the, those are the most interesting um, problems where you really sort of show your, you know, your character, you know, your integrity. Uh, Stowaway is now streaming on Netflix, by the way. Right. Oh, okay. yeah, I've heard good things about this. Pretty yeah, I, I I watched it. It yeah. was uh, it it was good, not great. Um, yeah. in my humble opinion, and uh, she's right about that though, because you're expecting this whole time that all of a sudden it turns into this conflict. Yeah, big yeah. time. Is it? But but they, it's yeah. not that. And I found that kind of refreshing. That the end left me a little unsatisfied, but it was um. It's, it's worth checking out. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve, I watched about 66% of it, and uh, I know that Preston watched it, and I just said, hey, how did it end? Yeah. So, uh, I, that's, okay. I'm like, you that's sure you want me to tell you? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 In case it wasn't on board. Well, then for maybe it. I'll skip it. <laughs> All right. And that is what I have in the entertainment report. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. A lot of people on the show Eric Roberts, John Ratzenberger. We're going to talk to our buddy Scott Keenan down at Keenan's in North Wildwood. Money clip. It's uh, National Hoagie Day. We got some giveaways. Secret text word a bunch. We'll be back. Rock Breakdown with Sarah hits on the casting of Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone in the upcoming Netflix biopic and Weezer's venture into vacuums. Plus some updates to the Preston and Steve ringtone repertoire for your phone and why Brett Michaels preferred Slash over CeCe DeVille as guitarist for Poison. Shortly, we'll have a chance for you to win some uh, Primo Hoagies gift cards, which we're going to give away today. We also have uh, money with the money clip that's up at 8, and then we have a secret text word as well. Uh, Percy versus Goliath. It's uh, Christopher Walken, Christina Ricci, Zach Braff, and that. So if you're interested in winning that, text the word secret to 39333. And if you're super-duper good today, we might have a chance for you to win MMRBQ tickets. So... We will just want you to pay attention and stay with us because we might be giving those away. We made the announcement just the other day. Details at WMMR.com if you want to know who all is playing, when's and where's. I'm not going to go through it all right now, but we'll get to that in due time. Um, Casey had an observation slash question, I believe, about yeah. something recently. Okay, so I want to make this as short as possible. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Had a guy. It begins in a farm. All right. Uh, when two, when a man and a woman love each other. Uh, no. I uh, I had a door-to-door salesman come by my house. I believe it was, yeah, it was yesterday. Which is wild in and of itself. Yes. Uh, it, it doesn't happen very often. Not a lot. My neighborhood, by the way, is a no solicitation uh, neighborhood. So they are. There that. is a sign yeah. as you pull into my neighborhood, no Solicitation. So you, you get a guy at the door. So I get a guy at the mm. door who's asking. He's a in into. Uh, he does pest services, right? I'm and into pest. Services. He's like, yo, I'm totally into this, man. It's my kink, you know. Uh, he's an exterminator. He's an exterminator, but he specifically he starts naming my neighbors as if I know them. He's right. like, you know, we had Jan and 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 Sam up the street, and Sally and Bill. I'm like, I don't know your people, and he's like, they're. Um, I'm. I take care of ant infestation. Right. Uh-huh. It specifically says ants first and then goes on to like the other pests. Obviously, mosquitoes, ticks, whatever. Right. Termites. Termites. And uh, and he asked me if I, you know, if I want his services. And I said, no, I'm good. You know, I use mosquito shield. They take care of my mosquitoes, my ticks right. and all that other sort of stuff. By the way, he starts asking me who I use. And I'm like, that's none of your business, pal. But anyway. Yeah. So do you have any medical conditions? Um, so my real question is this. Because it was late, and I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, 
However, uh, it was just weird that he went ants first because, like, two weeks ago, in my mailbox was a major ant infestation. In my mailbox. And my mailbox is not on my house. It's right. it's like one of those mailboxes. At the end of the driveway, driveway on right. the street. And I was like... And, you know, because I'm mowing along at this point and I'm just, I'm all in my head thinking, I'm like, did this freaking guy plant this ants? mother ever. Okay. So I mean, because it was a lot of ants no, in I my think, mailbox. I think this is the time of year that you'll see ant infestation. So I get In them, my mailbox? I don't know about your mailbox, but I get, and they're not regular ants. Um, they're a different type, but I get them uh, on my patio every year this time of year right now. And um, sometimes they get so bad that we do have to have them treated. Casey, you're not a conspiracy theorist, but you are suspect. I am. Quite a bit of... Of all kinds of, especially advertising, you're sure. always suspect yeah. of. Wait a minute, hey, see, I, I think they're, I think they're making that viral thing up. You know, so you're always kind of in tune to that, right? So I don't blame you for thinking yeah. this if this did uh, happen did, yeah. to you a little while ago. Um, but I mean, listen, there are there are documented cases of exterminators that come in and they say, "Hey, you got a mouse problem here," and they had actually sprinkled mouse feces around yes. to yeah. make you believe that you did when you don't. Uh, so it does happen, but uh, that's I'd never heard of uh, targeting a mailbox never. before. That's a federal crime. <laughs> yeah. It is. You're oh. screwed with the mail. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. Preston's right. And I believe in the state of Pennsylvania, there was an investigation. I don't know how recently it was about that, about the drop. It's a classic. You drop the rat, yeah. the, the, the mouse feces, or you you have... You know, they've even gone as far as to release. I remember one guy had a thing where he could release a mouse into the house, uh, you know, and just and all of this bizarre stuff. And it's it's sort of the it's sort of the, um, you know, the the, the scam, as it were. It's been stuff. It's been the the stuff of conversation for years. By the way, I hate that method that this guy used on you not the ant thing but but the whole hey by the way your neighbor so and so and so and so and these guys are all on board boy are you missing out don't you feel like an a-hole in the neighborhood because everybody else yeah i i hate that and and when there was a uh there was um uh you know so we've we've been endorsing comcast for yes yeah yeah and there were people that were using other services that were coming in and this guy started kind of giving me the hard sell i know and and I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm 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 whipping out the big guns. I'm like, I, I get a free subscription because <laughs> can you beat that? Can he goes, you beat that price? Uh, we can beat that deal. I go, well, I, I get it for free because I it's yeah. part of my endorsement deal that I have. Oh, yeah. You uh, you do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then he left immediately. Listen, but I can't stand. And it by I don't way. I don't mind a logical progression. Like, okay, thank you, here's the service. All right, I thank you very much. And we'll, now I get that persistence pays off in some cases. But in my case, Preston, they walk up the steps. They walk past. At least three or four Xfinity home security signs. You know, I've had the same sort of approach from from a different company. Right. And it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like, I'm good. And once once I think you're you very clearly state in a manner much like this, yeah. No, thank you. I'm very happy with our service. That should be it. Yeah, I just there's no I'm need. I'm happy with our ants. Uh, you know, listen. I, I anybody who has to go door to door for sales, like I I, I feel you. I, I'm I feel really no. It, I understand yeah. working hard and, and and pounding the payment. I, did I agree. It for a day. Yes. I literally yeah. before I got the job with you guys, no besmirchment of that. I yeah. did door to door for an entire day in the. <laughs> middle of the summer and i was like i hate this i'm never gonna do this again right i'm never gonna do this again however 
when I'm sitting on my couch in the back of the room, right. uh, in the back of the house, and the doorbell goes off and my dogs start going absolutely bonkers, and I have to get off the couch, stop doing what I'm doing to go, and then have to tell you no twice, like, F you, dude. You know, like, that pisses me off. I, uh, I hide. I'm surprised you answered the door. Like, well, I, because I, my children. So I, would, I see I, you in there. I, would tell, I see you. Dude, I tell the kids to go upstairs and turn off all the lights. We're going in the basement. and the mm. like. I will. I, it, when, it's when like I a quiet it, place. Oh, my God. Oh my there, God. there is no going to the door. <laughs> I, like, I don't I don't care if they're selling me chocolate cookies. I, I'm, I'm out. I don't yeah. want it. Do you have uh, walkways with, like, sand on it, Nick? So oh, you yeah. Don't make a sound as you want? Absolutely. I had, uh, there was, I heard a knock on the door. I was downstairs in the basement, and I hear uh, Carter and my son go to the door and open it, and then I... And then I didn't hear anything for a yeah. long time. I'm like, okay, uh, something, something's going on. And I went upstairs, and he's out front, and I see an Army recruiter talking to him. <laughs> How'd that go? I almost <laughs> laughed. I'm like, you are talking to the wrong team. <laughs> but I told him, I'm like, look, we're friends with a recruiter, so thanks, yes. but yeah. no thanks. Appreciate I, it. I appreciate it. But they were having this lengthy conversation. Yeah. I could tell Carter was looking at me like, Get me out of this dad. Yeah, I get tell me him, out of this place. We get army for free. So. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We got our military for free. Uh, the, but you make a good point, Casey. It is it is hard work. But again, those things, and, and again, the, the pushy thing. You know, there used to be the old classic about the guy sticking his foot in the door. Uh-huh. You know, or the vacuum cleaner salesman who would you know put dirt on the floor. It, it's not that it hasn't happened. By the way, let me let me double back to yes. your Ann thing, and we're going to go to these calls that are coming up of people that are wondering about uh, the validity of some of this. Somebody text in Casey just to give you an example. It says my mailbox got invested infested with uh, carpenter ants a few years ago uh, because of the wooden post. I opened it, reached my hand in, freaked out. We changed to all PVC and metal, and to this day. I have to check out the mailbox before putting my hand in. I don't remember if an exterminator came around after or not. I always have to check the mailbox first because of... Um, Monsters? N- well, <laughs> it's Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, 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 Where yeah, they yeah. stick their hand into yes, that little yes. thing. I was like, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> uh, does it have a wooden post? It does. Okay. But not for long. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Ramdahl. Ramdahl. How about Ramdahl? Ramdahl. What's up, Scott? Uh, uh, no, Casey, I, I totally think stuff like that happens. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I had a friend of mine that they, they called to get an estimate on an alarm system in their house. And, and, the, and the guy came out. He did the estimate, the whole thing. And, like, two weeks later... They, they kept calling, trying to follow up, and two weeks later, somebody broke into their house. Shut up. And I, I, I think that, I swear, and I, I think they, I, they, we think that it was related to the, the alarm company. That's sure. a big risk leak. Yeah, to take leak. It for is, a legitimate but, alarm company, though. Yeah. It's and not it without precedent, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so there, I mean, but... You're right. If you if you do want to sell them and, and you and you get caught breaking in, you're gonna yeah. lose the sale. Yeah. Did they steal anything or did they just break in? No, they just broke in and and he. I mean, he caught the guy. I mean, he like saw him and then and then crapped his pants and the guy ran. You know, the guy ran out. So it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a yeah. quick little little thing. You Maybe know if you had ATT like alarm, it wouldn't have happened <laughs> yeah. this way. Was he, was yeah. he wearing, <laughs> running away? He's wearing yeah, a black yeah, and white yeah, striped yeah. outfit with a with, with, a, yeah, with the eye thing. Looks on. looks yeah. like the bad guys in a Christmas story. <laughs> it's a bandy. Yeah. All right, thanks, Scott. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's. I think if <laughs> I don't, I don't see, I don't see anybody going to that length. If you're a legitimate business, yeah, I know. You know, I, breaking I mean, into someone's you house. legit run the risk of getting shot in the face if yeah. you break into somebody's house. Or going to jail a for a long, long time. That too. Yeah. 
let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Uh, I've waited years to talk to you guys, and now I have nothing clever to say. Oh, oh man. Well, oh. yesterday was Ann Gorski's birthday. Oh, so you can say happy hey, birthday, Ann Gorski. What's up, Greg? Hey, uh, so years ago, I lived in uh, Glasgow in Scotland, and uh, they have this um, like street that's shut down just for shopping, and all up and down the middle are solicitors, and they stop you every, like, 100 feet trying to get donations. And years ago, I was trying to live over there, and the first job I got was as a door-to-door salesman, like, solicitor, and it was all for donations. And they went through, like, a week or two of training of me, like eight hours a day, of how to get your foot in the door and how to, like, essentially guilt people into giving Mm. donations. And it's all based on, well, your neighbors are doing this, so you're kind of a jerk if you're not doing this. Yeah, there's some sort of big gathering, like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be the only one with ants. You know, I I don't know if it's actual fact or not, but my perception was over there that door-to-door salesman was, like, way more common than it is here. And it was, like, almost like a plague. Like, it was everywhere. Like, 20 minutes in my old apartment over there, Someone would be knocking, and if you answered oh. the door, they would give you generic names of like, oh, well, and, and they're so good at what they do uh, in terms of getting their foot in the door and not breaking a conversation. And you felt so guilty if you didn't do anything. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that as a tactic. I've had it used on me, I, I but I I run two tabs at the same time. One is for the I, – I, I give them all the credit in the world for doing something that's very hard and having literally doors slammed in your face. But I also ask, you know, you're now on my property. Respect my property. I will engage you. I'm not going to be rude. And then at a certain point, when I'm sending all the cues, I move along. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, my, my my wife has done has called me to be like, there was a solicitor, and I felt bad. I didn't want to be mean. Now we're getting an estimate on our brand new windows. <laughs> right, right, right. Do you know who's very can be very persistent sometimes if they show up at the watchtowers and you get the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, uh, you know, like God bless. I know they're they're on a mission, and I, I got right. that. But I mean. You're there, and you have, like, half a hoagie, and you're, like, you know, and you're, oh. uh, you know, I've, be- mom- I've become desensitized. Yeah. I don't care. You I'm like, no, mom- we don't need any. Bye-bye. Now close by, the door. See him. By, by the way, uh, this is Greg the Cellist from Isolation Idol. I love you. Guys. Oh! Yeah. Good to hear from you, Greg. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, we're happily back at work, and everything is uh, doing all right in Limerick. That's Excellent. awesome, man. Happy to hear it, dude. Thanks for right. checking in, bub. We'll talk to you soon. He works Thanks. for an end service. Yeah. Steve, my mom used to hand the Jehovah Witness a uh, pamphlet from the church when they <laughs> yes, would come. Just hand him back a pamphlet. That's what she would Have do. You she check goes, this out. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what she would do. She goes, and they'd walk away immediately. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. There's no way we're fighting I this. I asked them if they want to pray to Mecca with me, and yeah. I, that works pretty well as well. Or wow. if you just put on devil horns. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, I uh, same thing with the the uh, phone calls that come in daily. I just I just hang up. And, oh, and the same thing with the, the front door. In case it's interesting, because I will I'll get a few a year. Usually yeah. a landscaping company, uh, pest uh, you know uh, pest services or uh, exterminators. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, roofing. It's usually house services and things like that. And they may legitimately be in the area oh, sure. doing work. And I understand. I'm just not interested. We're, we're here to, to canvas. It's, it is that dynamic. And there have been times where I have neighbors using a service, and I'll go over and ask. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, well, can you, can you come over and take a look at my, my setup, you know? Yep. All right. Let me go to a couple other calls. I will, uh, yeah, let me go to Larry has a suggestion. Hey, uh, Larry, you're on the air. Good morning. Long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Choose you the other way, but that's cool. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, I actually called uh, like a week. 
uh, about the guys that got fired for not being able to do their job. Same thing, solar company. Okay. Um, so I work for a solar company. My wife's actually a sales rep for the solar company. Um, and they are door-to-door solicitors. You know, they're coming, knocking on everybody's door, trying to sell them solar because, you know, hey, it saves you money at the end of the day. Um, but Nick or Casey, I forget which one said it, said about, you know, I just, you know, turn my lights off and pretend I'm not home. They're just going to keep knocking your door until you answer. All right, well, then I'm going to move. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick, so Nick has, has set up a panic room. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. I can outlast you, Larry. I promise. There's food. And there's hey, he's got prepper food got in there and everything. Canned goods. So, Larry, you're saying it's best just to just to Until rip the Band-Aid say, off, go up there and just say, "Look, thanks, but no say, thanks." Yeah, so, uh, uh, you say no. Get off from my off my property. We're not interested. Get off my off. property. I don't think I've They're ever actually said those words with the actual intent. That'd be <laughs> kind of fun. Maybe Get off my property. Once to a revenue, Preston, but that was it. Mm. When they discovered oh, my no. still. There are some rude and ignorant people out there. Like that, my wife's come home plenty of days where it's like, "Hey, I walked up and they came to the door as I'm walking up the driveway." Like, "No, not interested. Get off my property and close the door." I, yeah. I think some people also, oh, okay. on the flip side to, to that, Larry, is that people are just trying to work. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't want to, and that's even people who call if they're legitimately nice and they call into the house. Uh, you know, okay, I'll I'll engage for for a few seconds and then move along. And if they don't, I will hang up. What you do get uh, to me the most, uh, I don't want to use the overused Thanks, term offensive, but the thing that drives me crazy if you do happen to pick up and you're getting a computerized conversation, yeah. And so and when you know, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know, and then I'll always say, what? By the way, what time is it? And yeah. if I don't get an answer back, you know, you I, I don't yeah, even yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If there is a if there is a uh, two second pause, yeah. before they respond to my hello, hang up. I'm hang gone. Up. Yeah, I'm gone because well, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I will answer. It's, it's scouring the banks and waiting for a pickup, and then yeah. it comes in on you. I will answer and not even say hello. I'll just you know just click answer, and then I just wait and I wait and I wait, and then sometimes you just hear a click, and then other times you hear like. Hey, is Mr. Fosman... And then in the background, you're... <laughs> you're like an ox. Yeah. I do think it's odd, though, that... Like, I don't see solicitors out anymore. I mean, on a very rare occasion, mm-hmm. like a tree service. Will yeah, knock at like, my like, door. He's, like Preston but said, ha- home services. It. But there used to be... Uh, when no, I was I growing up, you know, fuller uh, brush and all that stuff. You yeah, know? but it's just like a lot of calls of people talking about it. Like, it is yeah. still happening out yeah. there. If you're just tuning in, uh, Casey had a guy come in illegally infest his uh, uh, mailbox with ants. <laughs> no. And then came by and asked if he needed a ant yeah. services. Likely story, buddy. Yeah, this is what he thinks. So it's you, huh? So I'm going to go to <laughs> Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're on the air. What's up, bud? Yeah, a cup. Yeah, uh, a cup. <laughs> um. A landscaper came by, and uh, we just moved into the house. The yard looked kind of bad. I had, like, patches of dead grass. So the guy said, oh, yeah, these patches of dead grass, that's going to spread to the good grass. You're going to see it. There's going to be streaks to the good grass. I never heard of something like that really happening. But I was kind of on the fence. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But then he dropped the line. Like, he could tell I was hesitant. He's like, well, all right, what? You have to ask your wife first if it's okay. Dude, well, he's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah click. I was like, as a matter of fact, I do because she also owns the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's our money. Forty anymore. You so whatever. Yeah. Oh, I guess you. You. I guess you listen to chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so, that, that, that's that, that's that's certainly no way to conclude business. Right. But, so a few days later, well, a few weeks later, there's streaks in my grass. 
and like way too like nature did not create these streaks. Oh okay, but, like it looked like you know somebody, lines, like yeah, like liquid, like yeah. And I mean, what, what can I do? Yeah, All somebody came out and it, it sounds like they they use some weed killer or something like that on your on your ass, right? But yeah. So I was expecting him to like call me back because I was going to you know tell him off and be like, yeah, come back here and we'll have a discussion. Yeah, sure, come back to my house. But no, no call, no nothing. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yo, I could put- can I put their name out on the air? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> no, 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 just in case you're not correct about that, Frank. We appreciate it, though. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, I'm going to go to, hang on, I have uh, Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, so, uh, yeah, so I had a uh, a guy that showed up to my door, uh, real nice kid, uh, young kid, so I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's trying out there trying to make a dollar. And he starts talking about kids, sponsoring kids over in different countries and starts showing me these pictures and start feeling bad. So next thing you know, I got a kid I sponsor in Guadalajara named Hector. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's Hector doing these days? You talk to him often or? Yeah, I get a postcard every holiday. <laughs> Wait, do you really? No, I really do. I get oh. something like every holiday from him. It's like a little letter and. Yeah. If it's really from him or not. But All right, well, at least it was legit. If you're getting it every year. Yeah. I- that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a legit company. Like, it's it's been about two years now since I moved into the neighborhood that it happened. But, you know, I'm I'm the type that you knock on my door. I'm looking out the peephole. Like, I don't want to deal with people. I'm home trying to relax. I don't right. want to talk to nobody. So right. this this kid shows up. I try to be nice. And now I pay, like, 25 bucks a month for some kid Hector. Well, that's not such a bad thing, though, isn't it? You're doing some good, in theory. Unless yeah, it's just yeah. going to some dude in Kensington. Yeah, I mean, technically I'm doing something good, but when it all breaks down, it was really just peer pressure. I didn't, I didn't want to oh, do You it. didn't want to do it. You were forced into doing it. That's yeah. like uh, there's a movie called About Schmidt that yeah. is not a great movie, but remember he's sending this money out and he doesn't Dear think it's... and Dugu. And, yeah, yeah. And, and eventually the kid writes back to him, yeah. and, it, and it touched him. You know, he was he was excited that he was actually helping somebody out. Uh, let me go to, I believe I have, uh, Carrick. Is that your name, Carrick? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Morning, guys. Morning. What's your story, bud? So about 10 years ago, my younger brother is home alone, and he gets a knock on the door from two guys selling some service, and he gets all nervous because he's home alone and he doesn't have my parents to be the, the... <laughs> put their foot down to give him a hard no. Yep. So he starts making up an excuse that um, that his parents aren't home, so he can't do anything. And he just starts breaking all the rules of a 12-year-old kid home alone, Aww. telling him that, uh, oh, yeah, my parents aren't home. And they're like, well, will they be home later today? And he's Aww. like, no. Oh, no. They're, yeah. They're not going to be home for about a week. And then. Um, and then and I'm sexually like, okay, curious. Okay, maybe then. And. Uh, so then they're like, all right, do you mind if we come in and go to the bathroom? Oh, God. Oh, okay, but After don't go in the back room where the safe is. Yeah, yeah, because it's <laughs> yeah, open and yeah, the jewelry's exactly. hanging out. Oh, no, no. Well, so you... he lets them in to go to the bathroom, and he's, like, realizing as he lets them in that he made a big mistake. Luckily, they just left, but afterwards, my when he told my parents, my mom started freaking out. Yeah. And, like, checking the bathroom for cameras or, like, things that were stolen or anything like that. Well, one of the things that does happen, and it will happen in cases like that, where someone will come in, and it's the oldest scam. It's been going on since there have been people to let into your house. 
they will unlock a window. Mm. Would, if they, can you go, you know, I'll, they'll go get a pen. And when the homeowner leaves, they'll unlock a window, a point of entry. Right. And they will also, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. No, but it's happened enough. You could do it in a bathroom with the doors locked. Exactly. Uh, going back to something we were talking about before I was over at my buddy's house. Howard is his name. And, and we were hanging out. We, you know, we were teenagers. We went out and smoked some weed. And, <laughs> uh, nobody was home. It was just he and I. And uh, a knock comes to the door. And uh, he comes back a little later. He's like, hey, dude, there's somebody out front for you. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what? So I go out there, and I'm just baked. And it was Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, man. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> you might have been, were you in an extra spiritual mood because of the pot? Oh, I think I, I got, see your point. I got him. No, I got uh, immediately yeah. paranoid. Yeah. I mean, I was a no, teenager. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh my God! They know. They know. They know. Look at me. They get over there. 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 And I'm just all these a million things are zipping through my mind. It's clear you're smoking pot. Yeah. yeah. Tell your parents if you yes. don't join. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Good morning. Get one with some cheese on it. God damn it! <laughs> As Cullen would say, "What's up, Tyler?" I used to be a door-to-door salesman. I sold uh, roofing, siding, gutters, windows. And uh, one time, I knocked on this lady's door. I the, old, the older lady comes to the door, very intent, listening to me, um, giving my sales pitch. But what happened was she slowly started removing her clothing. Wow. No. Oh, wow. Is this a penthouse form story? Um, not quite. But right. She was like fully full frontal and keeping me at the door talking like I couldn't get away. It was horrible. And did you comment on the obvious at all while she was doing it? I locked eyes with her. I, I tried not to look down, um, and it was a very awkward situation. <laughs> All right, Tyler, was this an attractive woman or no? Um, I, she was she was older. Um, I don't I don't want to badmouth anybody, but you know it it, it could have been a more pleasant experience. <laughs> it always is, oh right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you have some liverwurst between your legs. <laughs> Interesting, Tyler. Interesting. So, were you just eating lunch? You you managed to get out of there, though, right? I did. I managed to get out of there. I um I pretty much just said, you know what? You have a great day, and I, I turned around and walked away, and uh, I had to go sit down for a minute and recollect myself. Oh my God. Did you have a manager or anything that you told this uh, to? I did, and they didn't believe me, but it happened. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. All right, Tyler. You seem to have dropped a hoagie in your lap. Thanks, man. Ma'am. Appreciate uh, it. Italian hoagie. Right. There's a lot of red down there. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Casey, I don't know if you got scammed or not. Um, well, I don't he didn't so. get anything out of me. Or if you, you know, it just might be your wooden post on your phone. Wait, do you still have the ants? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, he's numbered them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one is uh, Sir Anthony. But uh, no dice, huh? Nope. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. we got to take a break because we have several things coming up, including your first shot of winning $500 with the President's Eve Money Clip. That's on the way next as well as the Bizarre File. And you know what? I'm going to give away right now a $25 gift card for Primo Hoagies because it is National Hoagie Day. We'll take caller number 14 to 215-263-WMMR Primo celebrating with $5.99 Primo size Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese hoagies all day for rewards members. Visit primohoagies.com for the details. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. With more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Here we go. I think there's a transition to us. Hi, I was just revealing to our audience here that my nickname is Pinocchio. I got that when I was in college. And, uh, but I, let's bring up the topic of the day. I yes. To do with that. Uh, so apparently you don't look at the size of someone's feet anymore when it comes to, well, look, he has big feet. He must have a big... <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Shoes. Genitals. Uh, oh, genitals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has big socks. Right, yeah. Um, it's the size of your nose. A new study uh, says men with larger noses tend to have larger, you know, Yeah, units. There. Yeah. yeah. Units. Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, Amazon package, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Amazon right. Package. So have you noticed that? It, well, I don't know. Who should I ask about that? <laughs> well, I think the obvious expert is going to be Kathy. Yeah. I would have to go with yes on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, well, I've heard that as well. Um, have you guys heard that equally or i've heard it over the years i mean there yeah there's been comparisons of uh, body parts and uh genitalia i mean there is a similarity you can blow a nose Uh, it's true (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) wow oh my gosh did we just lose mike on that one (laughs) i think we lost mike oh my god oh my gosh Anyway, <laughs> you can pick it too, and uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Know other things. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, no, I've heard, I think what happens is that any, I, 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 like people talk about it. Who were you talking about? The uh, uh, Adrian, was in the, Brody? Adrian, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. A lot of people assume he has a very right. condor-like nose, and the assumption is that he's probably packing, as they say. So yeah, they used to call me besides Pinocchio, uh, Jimmy Durante. No, Jimmy Durante. There's a. <laughs> yeah. See, I get that reference. I don't know. Yeah, but he had a huge. Yeah. They called him the Schnoz mm-hmm. because at yeah, that time they exactly. couldn't call him the genitals because it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> But why the nose? Is it because it's just something else that also like, something sticks, that sticks out? out? I think okay. so. It's kind of phallic shaped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a correlate. I mean, it, has there ever been definitive research done on that? Yeah. There's a well, study. I, I, I mean, I saw this study. It specifically found that men with two point two two point two inch noses had units that were average size of four, five point three inches long, which doesn't. That seems that's, kind of that's really then small. then then I should be in adult films. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, men with one point inch God, noses had them an average of four point one inches long. You poor Where are souls. they measuring? Uh, oh, is in Japan. Is this feet? <laughs> no. Yeah, from the no. feet up. <laughs> <laughs> from, right off from the floor the is what you study said. Study is out of. Uh, uh, 
Japan. 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 Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, so I don't. Well, I don't. I, mean, we, I don't, we don't know the American. You know, there are different physical types throughout the world. We don't know if, if that would hold true for the United States. Yeah. Um, is what Kathy says. <laughs> well, of the four fellas there, uh, who has the biggest nose? Looks like Preston's nose is bigger. No, no, no. no I, I Turn do. to the side. N Nick so we'll does. Measure. I definitely do, and uh, I would uh, submit that this study holds up. Of course you would. I have what is. I have a lot of those uh, packages. <laughs> those units. Uh, both a lot of units. Casey and I have Audrey Hepburn noses. Yeah. They're just beautiful. <laughs> Uh, thank you. I think we're done. Yeah. 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 This is dangerous. Yeah, we're All right. Bye-bye, guys. Over feet now? Over feet? We'll see you later. All right. Well, that's got a big nose. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, we have a few seconds before we officially have to give you your word for today. Yes. And the money. Uh, don't forget that this does happen seven times throughout the day, so you'll not only hear it in just a second, but also... At 10 and noon, 2 and 4 and 6 and 8 p.m. as well. So now it's officially 8 o'clock. I can do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Look out, man. <laughs> now here's your money clip keyword. And the keyword for the hour is happy. H-A-P-P-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. Uh, you can text the special contest short code number 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Hyundai City. So the word again is happy. H-A-P-P-Y. Good luck to you. We're going to take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic and see what we got on the roads, Kathy. Tap them. An accident on the Schuylkill westbound is jammed to Vare Avenue to University. The accident off to the shoulder on the Vine. Westbound, you're slow 95 to Broad Street, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill 95 southbound. Uh, is slowing from uh, Cotman through to Bridge and then jams Aramingo to Gerard. Also slow the Walt Whitman Bridge to Broad Street through that construction zone. Uh, Boulevard southbound slowing from Broad to Fox. And then in New Jersey on 55 northbound your jam Deptford to the 42 freeway 42 north slowing 41 to 295. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Spring into savings with Acme whether you're firing up the grill or grabbing snacks. Acme has everything you need. Acme fresh foods local flavors and that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Alright let's fire up the B file. Now Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And you can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. We're going to begin with a really weird story. Seven people were arrested after authorities found the mummified remains of a woman who was the leader of a controversial religious group inside a rural Colorado home last week. Deputies searched a home in Moffat. Last Wednesday, after a man who lived there told police he returned to the residence and found the woman's body inside. The man, believed to be a follower of the religious group Love Has Won, told police the dead woman was known to him as Leah Carlson. He described her as the leader of the group and told the deputies that she goes by the name Mother God. Mother God, mm. and the, they're called Love Has Won? Love Has Won. 
Numerous media reports about Love Has Won identify the group's leader as Amy Carlson. That's her actual name, Amy Carlson. Her eyes were missing, by the way, when her body was discovered by deputies in the home. The mummified remains appeared to be set up in some type of a shrine. The man told deputies he believed five of the seven people drove the woman's body from California to his Colorado residence and that they showed up at his home looking for a place to stay. When he discovered the mummified woman... He tried to leave, but initially the people inside the home would not let him. No, we're having hummus. The coroner, Tom Parent, said that the woman had been dead for at least four weeks, and his <laughs> office received dental records Tuesday, and he hopes to use to confirm those uh, the, that the identity is Carlson. So had they, in fact, mummified her, or was she just because she was there and dead for so long, she was starting... It's only been four weeks, so yeah. they, they said mummified. Huh. Uh, many complaints from families within the United States about the Love is One group include allegations of brainwashing and monetary theft. The group has members from all over the world. Now, in a different story, I saw the estranged son of her has spoken out. Seven people, by the way, uh, have been arrested. They're facing charges for abuse of corpse and child abuse after police were called to a home and found the woman's body. Uh, Cole Carlson says 15 years ago, his mother, Amy... Also called Leah, left him when he was 10 years old to become the leader of the Love is One cult. He said, I am Amy's oldest child. She's my estranged mother. He said, everything in my life is very average, except my mom is a cult leader, or was a cult leader, I should say. And has no eyes. Um, He said she was, this is according to one of her followers, a guy named, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, His name is Andrew Profeci. He said, she was the earth incarnate. She is mother God of all creation. She created the heaven and earth with father God, and she is uh, she is uh, G-O-D. That's what she believed, he oh, said. okay. I didn't know that. Uh, so he said uh, her son, Carlson, said some of the details have slowly continued to come out. have been rather shocking to me, honestly, but they also are a cult. Kind of expect weird things to come out of. I had been expecting... For her not to be around much longer. He said, mummified and eye makeup, no eyes, very disturbing. That's the best word I can think of. The whole thing is disturbing. So, Kathy, if you had no eyes, what kind of makeup would you use around your eyes to draw attention away from that? <laughs> Lipstick. Yeah. So, uh, there will be more on oh. this group uh, down the road, I would imagine. So, huh. uh, yeah, pretty messed up story. That's something I think I want to join. All right, how about this? An Australian man who was almost killed in an attack by a great white shark has won the right to keep a tooth that the animal left wedged in his surfboard. Was the animal suing for it back? Uh, Surfer, no, you're not allowed to. Surfer Chris Blows uh, (laughs) lost his leg and was in a coma for 10 days after he was attacked in South Australia. Australia. In 2015. He said that the shark's tooth was embedded in his board but state rules ban people from possessing parts of protected species. Now the state has granted him an exception, yeah. and Mr. Blows says that he he's keeping the tooth as a souvenir. I think when a shark attacks you, I think all bets are off. He was serving at Fishery Bay in April 2015 when an 18-foot great white shark struck him from behind. He said, it shook me about and played with me for a bit. Jeez. And it ended up pulling my leg off. After being brought to shore by two friends, he was treated by paramedics and taken to a hospital. He said, my heart had completely stopped, and they had to administer CPR until I showed signs of life. Give him the tooth. When police went to recover his surfboard, they Give found him the, shark, the, tooth. the shark tooth lodged in it. Uh, following South Australia law, they handed it to the authorities. He said, and from there, uh, from that day, I wasn't allowed to see the tooth. 
Uh, it is illegal to possess, sell, or purchase any part of white sharks, and those who breach the law can face a fine of up to $100,000 or two Jeez. years in prison. The tooth doesn't want to see you. Uh, so he said it was stuck in my board. I would never, ever kill a shark for its tooth, but it took my leg, so I can't see any reason why I can't have that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a trade-off. So they decided to reverse it and allow him an exemption to the act. Oh, so aren't there to keep the tooth. Yeah. laws domestically that if there's like a feather, like off a bald eagle or something like that, and you, you pick up that feather, aren't you? Isn't there some sort oh, of... I don't know. Yeah, they can charge you, I believe. I have no idea. Uh, a man who allegedly plowed his truck into a group of people picnicking Saturday in Logan Square in Chicago was charged with attempted murder and denied bail. Timothy Nielsen, 57 years old, initially drove into the group Saturday because he said he was annoyed with their dogs. He's been charged with four counts of attempted first-degree murder. Uh, Nielsen, who has lived in the area for about 20 years, initially parked his Ford F-150 pickup truck parallel to a group of people celebrating a birthday party on the boulevard. He began to complain to the group about the behavior of their dogs and became increasingly hostile. The group asked Nielsen to leave, at which time he reversed his truck and then put it in drive. He accelerated towards the group, but initially got stuck on the curb. He accelerated again and cleared the curb and drove at the group. Rob Lopez, who was part of the group, said he heard the driver say F Asians or goddamn Asians to his friend who is Asian before hopping the curb and ramming into the picnic. Another picnicker, Troy Brown, said the group of friends is multicultural. Uh, There is a a Brown who is black, by the way. Other friends are Hispanic. The victim the driver hit with the truck is white. Uh, Nielsen told someone he was, quote, annoyed with yuppies on the boulevard who are out with their dogs. And then he allegedly said... Watch what I'm going to do before he sped off towards the area and ran them over. So this guy's a psycho. Uh, And he's been in uh, trouble with the law before. He had uh, apparently uh, been arrested for aggravated kidnapping after he and another man posed as police officers, pulled a man from his home, and held him for ransom. So he's going to go away for a while. Why wasn't he away to begin with? It it was years ago that the other incidents happened. All right, and then one last story before we wrap up. Let's go with this one. Three men have been arrested after another shot one in the face with a BB gun. Uh, Police responded to a call of a man threatening another man with a crowbar and another weapon. When police arrived, they say the suspect had taken off. He later returned with another man in a car. Police identified Dustin Blake and Timothy Caravu as the man in the car. Investors say Caravu entered one of the rooms where Dujon Williams was staying and shot him in the face with a BB gun. Uh, Karovu was taken into custody and charged with aggravated assault with a weapon. It's a weird story, but every one of them had a cool name. Uh, yes. Yeah. Karavu. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Nick, did you find information on the yes. eagle's uh, uh, feathers? <clears throat> Steve's right. It is illegal for any individual to keep uh, a bald or golden eagle, including the parts of uh, like its feathers, uh, feet, egg, shells, etc., without a federal permit. There are exemptions for Native Americans. Okay. So if a feather like falls off out of a nest and you pick it up and you can't do that. If I found an eagle feather, what should I do with it? Well, if you find eagle feathers out in nature, enjoy, appreciate, study, and photograph them, and then leave them where you found it. It is illegal to keep those feathers or bring them back home without a permit. There you go. You, if you do a lot of trail hiking, you, you'll find a lot of eagle's feet all over the place. Right. Yeah. And just leave them there. Right. All right, uh, you have less than five minutes now to enter the word, the President Steve Money Clip word for $500. Word is happy, and I'm sure you'll be quite happy if you win the money. H-A-P-P-Y. Send it in. Let's see if you win. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. 
the Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Brian Rogers, co-owner of the Traveling Bar Company, providing services for all of your events. Please reach out to us. We provide a unique experience to your events. Please visit us at TravelingBarco.com and also check out our social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram. Please mention Preston and Steve when you call in. We provide all areas. Thank you so much. Next message. Hi, this is Jen from Jusui Jolie, Fine Landry in Rittenhouse, Philadelphia. We are expert bra fitters with over 10 years of experience. Whether you're looking for everyday bras, bridal lingerie, or special occasion pieces, we are your one-stop shop. We now even carry swimwear. Located just off Rittenhouse Square at the intersection of 19th and Samsung, you can also follow us on social media or shop online at JustWeJoeWeFilly.com. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. You know what I think I want to do? I think I want to uh, make a little announcement before we go to this uh, person on the phone lines. And we'll reveal what this is all about right now, and uh, we'll talk to this person on the phone lines. We are excited to announce the official opening of the Jersey Shore. And ladies and gentlemen, Eggs with Peg at Keenan's in North Wildwood. Now, it's going to be a little bit different this year than it has in past. Obviously, we didn't have it at all last year. Is it safe to say it's going to be more or less different? Uh, it's going to be more or less different than last year, yes. Does that make sense? I think so. Something along those lines. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, there will be a gathering at uh, the wonderful Keenan's Irish Pub. Please, please welcome the proprietor of that establishment, whom we've gotten to know very well over the years, Mr. Scott Keenan. Yeah. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem, man. So listen, yeah, I, I mentioned we're gonna we're, we're ready for the opening of the Jersey Shore. It's going to be slightly different as far as we are concerned. We are not going to be doing a full on-stage live broadcast with thousands of scantily clad people rubbing up against each other, sharing bodily fluids and all that, which definitely happens even if you're not trying to while you're at right. the event. Right, it's true. Uh, but, uh, it's how, how we're going to roll this out, uh, Scott, what's, what's this going to look like coming up by the way, on Friday, May 28th. Well, to give you the brief details, give you the cliff notes, as we like to say, uh, I, we feel that's an urgency to have a sense of normalcy and bring some things back. Um, we're not going to have the line down the street at 4 a.m. Like we usually do. Uh, the first guy, guy leaves the bar the night before, jumps straight, right in line. We're not going to do that this year, but, uh. We are opening the doors up at 8 a.m. Uh, with uh, permission from the city of North Wildwood, who is very um, appreciative of the things that we do down there. And we are going to call it Coors Light at the end of the tunnel because in this past year, we actually see a light at the end of the tunnel with the situation at hand. I like um, that. Yeah. we're um, Unfortunately, it's a ticketed event, which we never do, and we don't like to do things like that. But just the, the, the strong demand of people that want to go to it, we have to make it a ticketed event this year. Um, right. Our occupancy right. right now is uh, throughout the whole entire place is uh, 900 people. Um, but if it was a normal day, we'd probably have about 1,800 to 2,200 people yeah. in there. Yes. So, uh, the city has been great to us. Uh, we, we are using our sidewalk for the entire summer this year. So that's another 160 seats. 
out there. So uh, they're still implementing the, the rule of the state law of, um, you know, mass walking into a place as of today. You know, things will change by next week, hopefully. Uh, people have to uh, be seated when they're in there. Um, but we just have to give these people a sense that, you know what, it's, it, we're, we're almost there. You know, we keep on doing the right things. We're, we're, we're almost there. And, Scott, that's that's exactly it. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, there are things that are on the calendar that are more towards September. For example, the barbecue towards the end of September is looking, you know, very much like our barbecues that we've had in the past. But right now, as things are sort of in the transition, I think you're going a great way in sort of returning a lot of what people love about Keenan's and the opening of the shore uh, to them. So, again, it's not going to be last year. Remember, it was nothing. And we were just kind of, you know, everyone's everyone's heads were spinning. But now you're right. And I love the Coors Light at the end of the tunnel because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we would like to have 50 percent of something that 100 percent of nothing, as, as they like to say. Right. Um, yeah. you know, we, I, we, we're doing it. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna, I was just going to throw in. I want to make sure that we mention that uh, while you know, obviously, you're you're going to have a, a a different look or a, a different crowd experience. We are going to have MMR representation. Our buddy Brent Porsche is going to be there live, and he is going to be checking in through the course of the morning. So we will find out about what's happening there, rather than us, because you know. The, the contest we do, we get masses of people together, and we just can't make that happen this time around. But we want to make sure we hear what's going on. So Brent Porsche is going to be there uh, giving us the rundown. Um, and what, what all is going to be taking place that day? Are you guys able to have uh, live music, Scott, or is it a different scenario this time around? No, we're, we're going full tilt with our music. Uh, we, uh, we're going to, you know, we, we like to call it like maybe like a Peggy Palooza or something <laughs> like that set there, you know. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, the Giuliano Brothers going to be playing first thing in the morning. We got uh, Gem and the Vibe. We got Mike and Callie playing. Uh, we got a couple of uh, DJs in between. We got a couple of guest um, uh, entertainers coming just to, to fill in with these bands. I mean, we're we're going to make it a nice event. I mean, uh, we're we're going to um, solicit to, to the people that listen. You know, sit in your seat, but we can still have we can still have a good time. Uh, Coors Light and Molson and Miller Light. They're also providing board games for the tables as you're sitting there. Oh, cool! So it's not going to be it's not going to be church. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I guess the most important question is, is Enrico Palazzo going to be there? You know what? That's a great question. I, I, well, we're, we're calling him out on that, so he should be there now. All right. <laughs> and by the way, the you mentioned a, a ticketed event, Scott. How, how do you get tickets? Well, uh, we, we, we're with, we signed up with Eventbrite, so you can go on Eventbrite. But we would like you to go on our site there, um, on our Instagram. It's Keenan's NW. Uh, also on Twitter as well. And our Facebook is Keenan's Irish Pub. Um the tickets will go on sale Monday morning at 10 a.m., uh, and that's uh, May 10th. Uh, that's my mother's – that's Peg's birthday, as a matter of fact, so that's why we're doing it that day. Um, you know, and it's uh, a limited amount of tickets you can get per person. We're going to put on sale 900 tickets, um, and what, and all the proceeds for the event, like we say, goes to the Hero Campaign. And the Hero Campaign is a, is a, is a great story about a guy named John Elliott, uh, who's in the Naval Academy, and his father uh, spearheaded this, and he – it was a, a – drunk driver situation there oh. yeah and uh this happened this happened a while ago but the father uh is a fantastic guy he's really pushing the issue so like i said ordinarily we wouldn't do a ticket event there we like to see everybody come in there but uh due to the circumstances but we're going to give money to the cost and and, that, and that's what we're excited about that's great excellent hey, scott real quick are you guys uh hiring I, I know that there are some issues with jobs down the shore do you guys need employment this summer you looking nick <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can use, use a summer job. 
<laughs> is, there something, is there something you want to tell everybody? <laughs> yeah, well, today's my last day. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're okay. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of – if people want jobs, there's a lot of places to work down this year, a whole lot of places. that, You know, we have some openings, but the uncertainty of what you're allowed to open is the problem why you can't hire as many people as you can. You know, it's to hurry up and wait. That's the hardest part about this whole situation. You get prepared yeah. to, to not – the unknown. You know? and, and you guys have, have jumped through hoops, and, and the word is you guys have just been doing everything by the, the numbers, and, and, and the results have been great. So you, I know that it's safety is paramount, but I think, you know, we're looking at a really, really good summer that's going to feel really right. Next year, it's going to be all hands on deck, and I think we're going to be right there. But for this year, this is going to be a blast, you know, mm-hmm. all things considered. So what you guys have in place, the extra street space and everything, and, uh, you know, you get some – now all we need is just some killer weather, and then you're going to be uh, absolutely aces. Yeah, and we opened up we opened up a restaurant because of the situation that, that was dealt to us. Uh, we opened up a new restaurant called the Neighborhood Grill, oh. and that's yeah, it's a little higher end. We're serving water ice martinis. Uh, we have a raw bar put, again, putting there. We're going to do pork chops. We're going to do steaks. Uh, a lot of uh, appetizers, uh, some higher end wines. So you uh, mean you mean next year when we do the broadcast live from Keenan's, we can have our breakfast pork chops? Exactly right. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nice. We, yeah, so we're still serving egg sandwiches that morning and an abbreviated menu that morning. So okay. you know, if, if they if they give you lemons, you got to make lemonade, right? Absolutely. You're doing that. That's what you're doing. Excellent, Scott. Well, we'll continue to bang the message and make sure everybody is aware that the party is on. Yeah. At Keenan's ticketed event, I'll run down the specifics in a little bit. But great to hear from you, Scott. Thanks for checking in, man. Thanks, guys. Be well. All yes. Right. Hey, Scott Keenan. Great news. Eggs with Peg is happening in a different, you know, it's going to be half capacity, but still, it's 900 people, and there's going to be social distancing and some rules that you have to, but still, you can be a part of that early morning kickoff the summer at the Jersey Shore weekend event that you've come to love. It's Friday, May 28th, 8 a.m., and we'll be checking in throughout the morning. Our friend Brent Porsche will be there. But you do have to get tickets. Keep that in mind. And we do have at WMMR.com complete details and a ticket link if you would like to go ahead and get yourself some tickets for that event. And it is sponsored from Coors Light. I like the Coors Light at the end of the tunnel. It's great. That's a great phrase. Next year, we will provide you the optimum situation, as we always do, to have a lifetime of regrets Mm, with our, our party. I'll never forget. I got a uh, I got an email from somebody who, or no, it was a text from a friend who went down on Saturday, the day after, or maybe it was later that day. And he just sent me a picture of a person passed out on a front yard, and he said, "You guys broke Wildwood. <laughs> you broke it. That's what we do. That's what happens." Uh, all right. I've been told it just says here on my call screener, surprise caller. Oh. Um. So I don't know what I'm doing here. Hi, surprise caller. Good morning. Good morning, love and smooches. Oh, my God. Uh, Wanda. Wanda. Yes. Wanda P. Haywood. That's her signature is saying smooches. By yes. Her. Why are you calling, Wanda? I'm calling because I won five. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Wanda, you're our money winner? Yes, I am, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> it took 500 bucks to get you back on the phone with us, but that's that's as good a reason as any, Wanda. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How you guys 
doing? I mean, I listen to you every morning, but how you doing? Well, we miss you. Yeah, we do I miss, miss you. Too. I can't wait for the studios to open up. Yes. Wanda is a regular at our events the and best. the studio and just one of our favorite people. And, man, this is great that you are our winner. So we're stoked to give you the 500 bucks, Wanda. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you guys. Likewise. see you. Awesome. Hey, Wanda. Yep. Smooches. Smooches. All right, see you later, darling. Well, there you go. That is great. That's, that's the first time we've ever actually, you know, somebody we know know yeah. has uh, won. We try to stay away from having everyone we know win because it would look bad. It would I look love bad. that. Yeah. 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 That's excellent. All right, the next opportunity is coming up at 10 a.m., so don't miss it. Uh, we will do that uh, every other hour through the course of the day up until 8 o'clock. Um, Steve, you had a question for the listening audience, I believe. Yeah, it's something that just arose last night. It sort of confused me. I was going uh, through the Internet and looking for stuff for the show. And, I'm, you know, occasionally ads will pop up because they've got me. They know they have me. And one pops up for a... Um, Slingshot with a laser sight on. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Of course. Did it like, say tactical? <laughs> didn't say tactical, but you had me at laser sight. So I'm like, well, well, that looks pretty cool. And they're doing things, of course, you know, if you actually purchase it, you'd never be able to do, like, split a, a cable in half with the, with the thing and all that stuff. But I'm like, still, the audacity of attaching a laser sight to a slingshot, that's something I have to have. Oh, that's so, just stupid. Of course it is. <laughs> and that's why I have to get it. So, um, the... Um, so I, I take, I do what I do, is, as you do, Preston. You see it advertised on something else, and then you pop over to right. a site that you know is reliable. Yeah, rather than click on the right, link, right. you write down the name of the product, and then you go search it on Google or whatever search engine you're using, and then find various ways to buy it. Right, so it's really less a laser site than it is a, a you know, your targeted thing, so you're not actually looking to a site. But right, I, right. I, I misspoke. Anyway, it's still stupid. Uh, so I go on Amazon. That's what I do. Right. And this thing pops up. Uh, and so I go, maybe it's just this particular one because I'm going through a few of them. It says this item could not be shipped to your selected delivery location. Please choose a different delivery location. Huh. Every one of them. Every single one of them. Really? And I'm like, what? what is that about? It's got to be the state. It has to be the state, right? Yeah, okay, so it, Pennsylvania is one of those states it's that... It's a no-slingshot state? Well, weapons. Like, uh, there was a, a knife several years ago I wanted to get called a kukra. Um, and so I was looking at, through this magazine. It's just when we used to get magazines. Right. Uh, and and uh, catalogs. And uh, I always wanted to get one. And you will look on... There's a list at the bottom of each one that will indicate the states right. that are not... Those are not available to be ordered in, and Pennsylvania was one of them. So I'll bet you it's that. It was that way for alcohol for the longest time in Pennsylvania. That's as changed. Well. That has changed. Yeah, but uh, hmm. even we're getting Steve, pot, we're not getting laser sighted slingshots. Uh, Steve, even um, um, like blackjacks, things like that, um, uh, handheld weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, nightsticks. Right. I'm gonna look for. Uh, I'm gonna look for a nightstick on this. Those, uh, the ones that are collapsible. I tried to order. Here, here's a picture of a kooker. By the way, that's okay. what I wanted to get. Telescoping nightsticks. Uh, telescoping nightsticks. Things like that. Uh, and now this was several years ago that I was looking at this, and you could not order them in Pennsylvania. All right, I'm going to go um, check and, one here. And it's because of uh, regulations on, on weapons, uh, I would assume, uh, state regulations. Yeah, it pops up. You're right. Yeah. Same same thing popped up for the telescoping nightstick. So How are we supposed to defend ourselves against squirrels? Uh, yeah. You have to buy a shore house. And, oh, they, have, and they have it sent there. Is that what you're doing? All right. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, I don't know. I assume you have to be, you have to have a friend out of state 
uh, that is one that you can order. Him Listen, I, I hate, I, I did it years ago and I felt bad about it. I had to do some huh. black market slingshot purchase. Hang on a second. Mike ordered it and got it shipped to Pennsylvania. What? Hey, what? Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry about the at work. That's uh, all good, man. What's up? Um, yeah, so I bought this exact thing that he's talking about and, and it came in like four or five days off. Can I say the name of the site? Um, maybe off air. Yeah. Okay. So, so right. you didn't uh, order it from Amazon? No, I did not order it from Amazon. It's, a, it's a daily deal site. I normally get like emailed to me every morning and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And it was like seven bucks. And I'm like, yeah, for seven bucks and just have a laser to play around with dogs <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so, but you could just get a regular laser without the slingshot attached if you wanted to play with the dog. So does it, have you used it? Is it fun? Uh, I've used it. You know, it's, I mean, it's just what you expect for seven bucks. It's stupid. Okay. It's seven bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's one of those. What probably happened is you ordered it from the Here. site that popped up initially. Uh, there's a site that's like Raycon or something like that that'll come up through social media, and a lot of it. A lot of times, I'll see it pop up on stuff like that, and then I'll carry it over to a site that I know. So yeah, they uh, they may have they may have classified it as a toy because it's uh, like Well, let me. Uh, I'm gonna have you hang on. I'll, I'll you give the site to Marissa, and he'll right. she'll pass okay. along. Steve, yep. we'll see. Uh, here's a text. Thank you for your call, by the way. Somebody says uh, they are tactical. Tactical slingshots are for hunting small game and are illegal. Yeah, uh, to use in Pennsylvania because of that. So, well, I don't want to hunt small game. I just you know for for protection. You know for yeah. my family. <laughs> <laughs> zombies. They're the zombies. Mean, in The yeah. Walking Dead, the no, latest wa- season, they they do have a person that uses a slingshot. I want to shoot cups and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The aluminum cans are great. Like cans. That's a, like I, that. I love shooting BB guns. Yeah. Believe it or not, it, it just cans in the backyard. Don't want to hurt anything. It's I fun. just want to make sounds and I want to make things explode and set things on fire and, and, and play with sticks and kick cans. Let me go. You know, because I'm seven. Let me go to Adam. Hey, Adam, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. A nice yeah, dramatic uh, I reading. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I uh, I actually was able to order one of those uh, collapsible batons, and I actually live fairly local to where you live, Preston, and uh, they actually just mark them as, like, collapsible hiking sticks. Or Yeah, collapsible... I, eventually, I eventually was able to get one. Right. Uh, I think I have it in my briefcase, actually, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, you, there there are ways. If if you dig around enough, you can you can sometimes find them if they're classified differently or something along those I'm, lines. I'm seeing if Thanks, on Adam. Amazon it's listed under collapsible hiking stick. Yeah, uh, what you get is collapsible hiking poles. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not the same thing. Yeah, um, all that, right, that might be it. So all right. Just curious. Um, well, thanks for the uh, thanks for sharing. We appreciate yeah, that. I guess I can't get my dynamite that way. Either. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can. We, well, everyone's getting Tannerite. Uh, for, you can get that. For gender reveals. Yeah. So maybe I'll use that. Um, I saw this uh, this story yesterday, and it's not a uh, the type of weapon uh, that you'd be able to order online. But uh, this was it stems off of uh, Star Wars Day yesterday. Uh, but Disney released footage of the realistic lightsaber it's been developing. Did you see this thing? I have heard about it. I Pre- haven't seen the finished product. Pretty damn Is it amazing? Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, the lightsaber first teased last month during a virtual press conference will debut at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the new Star Wars hotel oh, okay. in 2022. How much? <laughs> you can't buy it. Oh. It, it will be used uh, as part of their... Demos and, right. and and the uh, the people that uh, that work there and and that are you know their Jedi's walking around will have these things I guess, 
but it looks pretty damn cool. It comes up out of the handle. Right. And you can't, t- it, it has to be telescoping because it's too big to fit in the handle. It's the only way, and you but, couldn't contain the array like that. Yeah, but you can't tell. You can't tell it from looks looking really at this. Good. It looks legit. It's pretty awesome. Yesterday and today, if you go to Google and you type in the word uh, or words, lightsaber, a little cool Star Wars effect happens. And so oh, okay. uh, they, they made mention of this yesterday. I'm sure it was a tie-in to get you to look for the Disney lightsaber thing, too. But it's it's neat. Yeah. Do you guys remember a few years back we all got lightsabers yeah, that were, like, really great, great lightsabers? Yeah. And I made the unfortunate mistake of... Giving it to my wife's cousin. Wait. And I want it back now. Case I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it was years ago. It was yeah. years it ago. It was like 10 years yeah. ago. And they were my, really yeah. well made. Well made. And like so much so, like, like we had the plastic ones, right? The the ones yeah. that the Crunk, telescope Crunk, out. Yeah. yeah. For kids. No, for this kids. This was a real one. This is a real one that you're These not These are for actually, legitimate Jedi. You're not actually supposed to have, like... Sword fights with right. So let me let me describe it. Okay. So it was a static ray, you know, beam that comes out of this thing, but... The way that it lit up was, and and it also had uh, motion sounds. Mm-hmm. When it would touch something, it would sound like the, you know, like two things, t- two of the sabers touching each other. And uh, and it was very, very solid in its construction. It was heavy. Yeah. Uh, and we had a few different, I had the Darth Maul double one. Oh. I don't know what I did with it. I have no idea what I ended up doing with it. A lot of that stuff walked out of here. Yeah. Uh, I gave mine. I just, listen, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not that much where I needed to have that. But it's, uh, and they were actually designed to look like the, because the original props were kind of clunky. Clunky. Yeah. 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 So, Case, I did the same thing. I gave mine to my nephew. And then when Jace got into, uh, this was before Jace was even born, when Jace got into Star Wars, I was like, Oh, where is that thing? And I remember seeing it at their house, and it was they had had sword fights with it. It was broken, oh. and like half worked, oh. half lit up. Yes. Yeah, my wife's cousin's uh, kid was like big time into Star Wars. I guess my kids were really small or a, or not born at the time. And I and here you go. You, you, what, you, As for it back, yeah. go to the house and say, <laughs> I made a horrible mistake. I know. I want it back. By the way, Disney said in a blog post, uh, watching that lightsaber activate right before your eyes will be just one of the countless ways that from the moment you arrive to the moment you depart, you'll be plunged into a Star Wars story where your decision and actions or even the casual conversations you may have determine how your personal journey unfolds. So, so there's going to be... It's a role-playing There's going to be interaction yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, it said here that the lightsaber likely features a blade that extends from the hilt when activated, but you can't cut someone in half with it. Uh, the lightsaber won't be the only thing that guests get to see at the hotel. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will offer what Disney is calling a two-night vacation experience that will allow guests to live out their own Star Wars adventure. Uh, the adventure will start inside the Galactic, Galactic Star Cruiser Terminal at Disney World, where guests will enter a special launch pod uh, that will transport them to the ship. After making a hyperspace jump, guests will see the Halcyon Star Cruiser from viewpoints as they approach. From there, they will board the Halcyon to start their two-day, two-night stay. What does that go for a stay? Do they it say? Doesn't say yet. But listen, you it's going to be chunky. Going to be high dollar. Yeah. Um. And this is the type of thing where Star Wars. Okay, I like Star Wars. I'm like you, Steve. Yeah. I'm not way nerded out about it. I appreciate it. They're fun movies, and I and and I and some of them I really like, and yes. other ones I don't really That's care where I for. Said, yeah. But. Not unlike going to Universal and getting caught up in the Harry Potter thing, which I liked all the movies, but I wasn't a fanatic for. Right. But you get there and you're in that environment, I'd be all 
in if I went to this thing for sure. Yeah. Especially if I paid like five thousand freaking dollars for <laughs> yeah, it, which right. is what it's going to cost. Dollars. So uh, I, I it, this to me sounds exciting, and I can't wait to go back. Um, we we've we haven't been to a you know like done a Universal or Disney right. in several years, and my kids are starting to ask about that again. Just before pa- the pandemic, I had just done Universal and loved it, and loved Harry Potter, and loved the you. I don't care how uh, reticent you are to sign on board and get into the fe- the flow and feeling of it. Once you're there, they'll get you. Yeah. They will get you, and you'll be I don't completely even on board. Care about Harry Potter, and it was the greatest place I'd ever been to. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I told you I wanted to buy like a cloak and yeah. a, you know a wand. And I just have four wands, glasses, yeah. and you know, and just be in that world because you just can't help it. They do such a great job. They take you away, and Disney does the same thing as well. Uh, as part of the announcement, Disney shared new details about the experiences that guests will find aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser. In addition to character meet and greets and a lightsaber training experience, the Star Cruiser will feature the Crown of Corellia Dining Room, uh, which will be guests which uh, guests will be able to enjoy breakfast, lunch, and multi course meals in the evening. Uh, so far, Disney has not officially released pricing details, as we said, uh, which was originally set to debut later this year. So they're pushing that bat uh, back a little bit, uh, but that's exciting. I wonder what the actual Rooms are like, right? Yeah. I mean, you're staying there. They got to be futuristic. Sure right. fu- yeah. It's just regular, yeah. like a Ramada. No, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm sure it's just like crappy wall art and, you know, just like an old, like regular picture tube set. No, I'm sure that's amazing. The hell is it? Yeah, yeah. It better be amazing. Uh, speaking of being a kid, um, I don't know if you guys caught this story or not, but uh, kids in the nation's biggest school system, the New York City Department of Education, the New York City's um, uh, school system, they announced yesterday that they're they're getting rid of snow days. Oh no! Right. What did I say? Really? What did I say? Yeah. Because one, you, if you can do remote teaching, yep, that's it. They well, said the ped- pandemic showed that remote learning is possible. So for students in the city's public schools, they will now have school remotely at home on what would have previously been snow day. Yeah, but what about the teachers and the administrators that, uh, you know, where are they going to teach from? And and will they have to go into the schools? uh, I I don't know the answer to that, but um, my cousin works in the school district, and she, um, I forget, I I don't know what what, what it is surrounding. Kids have gone back to school, but she is currently working from home. So she is still working from home, and her kids are in school. So I think it goes the other way. The kids aren't getting snow days, but maybe if a teacher is having, you know, child care issues, they're going to say, all right, great, teach from home. Yeah. Right. And maybe. so does this mean that they'll get out of school earlier? Because those things are sort of built in, right? Uh, that's a good question, Case. Maybe maybe they'll shorten the year by a couple of days mm-hmm. uh, if, if possible. But I know that if you have too many snow days, as we've seen on regular occasions, then your summer gets robbed. And huh? nobody wants that. I'm wondering if with what we have just been, and obviously there's still parts, there's still, you know, kids that are not back. Um, and uh, I'm wondering if they might extend, you know, uh, the school year a little bit longer to sort of make up for lost time. Uh, this year? I this year next I year? Heard, I haven't yeah. heard anything about that yet, but you never know. By the way, New York City's not the only school system that's uh, doing this. Uh, there are others. The news organization Education Week did a survey last November of principals and district leaders and found that 39% have changed snow days to remote learning days 
and another 32% were considering doing it. Do you know what this means? This means when you stay home sick from school, you're going to legitimately have to be sick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're going to have to be immobile, and you, you, it's it's not like you're going to sit there and... Well, if you're good, if you're good enough to sit up and watch TV, you can go do your schooling, and then well, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it depends on the parents. I mean, because if if you're sick, like if my kids were sick, we wouldn't make them do remote learning school. Like you've you've got the day off, right? Right. You know, that's or that's what we've done actually during this pandemic because my kids have all been at home, and there have been sick days where. Right. You're not doing anything today. Yeah, and I think a lot of this they adjust on the fly too, because this year for just for my son's school district, they were going to go into it with no snow days because the kids could learn from home. And then uh, there was a day where the they the district just sent out an email: it's a snow day, and it, it, you know, it, like they got out in front of it, but it, it seemed like you know what the thing we said before: we're not going to hold to that entirely. We're going to have a snow day today, and there is no school. So you know. The ability to have homeschooling doesn't necessarily dictate the whether or not snow days will happen all the time. Also, in New York City, uh, it's different than, um, you know, uh, other school districts because there's, you know, kids take public transportation to get to schools. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of snow days at all in New York City to begin with. And a lot of that, Nick, the snow days at least are community driven. Like exactly. the school districts are listening to the community and what they want. And a lot of them huh. said, we still want a snow day. So it was put into effect. Well, they were, uh, as you recall, leading up to the years leading up to it, suddenly we we're saying, wow, there, man, just the, the potential of a snow day. Uh, you know, they they would send out the, okay, it's a snow day without ever having any snow ball, right. just in anticipation of it. And you know what they put into effect in our district is, so uh, some kids are still virtual. Um, there are a large amount uh, or percentage that went back into the classroom. But the kids that are in the classroom can't just decide, I don't feel like going today, I'm going to learn online. Like they, they can't. No, like huh. they, have to, they have to go to school or it's right. a sick day. Right. Huh. All right. Well, this is being considered. So right. keep that yeah. in mind. That's uh, that's you know you only have to worry about that uh, in the winter time. And speaking of that, uh, speaking of the seasons, I saw this little thing that kind of uh, I I hadn't considered this. You may be spinning your ceiling fan the wrong way. <laughs> A lot of people don't know this. I know this. Did you know this, Preston? No, no. I mean, I knew that there was an option to spin it clockwise or counterclockwise. Right. But I didn't know the reason why you want to change it. Right. So the seasons. For me, it's 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 a it's a preference. So in because it pushes the air down, right? Well, one direction will push it directly down on you, and another direction pushes it up. Ceiling walls down. Right. 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 So do you have a do you have a preference directly on me? Given the air. All year, directly on. Yes. Okay, all right, so here's the deal. <laughs> According to this, if you want to optimally get the best out of your home comfort, <clears throat> you should switch it per season. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which season gets which uh, direction? In the winter, a clockwise spinning ceiling fan on low speed <clears throat> will draw up the air and circulate it so that it mixes. Warm air rises, so it will make use of the warmer air that's hanging above your head. So in the wintertime, you want it to blow you want it to actually draw the cooler air up into the warmer air up there okay and and mix it around in the summer a counterclockwise spinning ceiling fan will push the air down and out creating a small cooling breeze so here's what i have my inverter my <laughs> register my air conditioner is on the wall it blows across to the fan down on me and that's how it stays all like with my uh, system on now cold air down on me all the time. I, I like the feeling of direct circulating air on me. So, Not the suggestion or it's somewhere in the room it's happening. 
I want to be in a wind tunnel. My brother and sister-in-law do this, and they have a yeah. fireplace. Um, and it's one of those fireplaces that take, like, the, the pebbles. It's not like a real right? yeah, wood yeah, fireplace. Yeah. And so they put the fan on. <laughs> um, it's on in the middle of winter when it's freaking freezing out. And <laughs> they they have their fireplace on, and they, they put the fan on because they claim that it's, I guess. Blows the heat around? Blows the heat around or whatever. Meanwhile. I'm like, every time I go over there, I'm like, I need a sweatshirt and a blanket it's because cold. I'm freezing because your freaking fan's on. <laughs> it just it just circulates the air, that's all. I um, don't know, but they think that it, I don't know, they, they think it if, helps. If they turn it the other way to where it's it's drawing the air up, that then that's the help. optimum way to, to well, spread the heat around. No, yeah. but I well, I think that they do that because they change the rotation of their fan from the, the winter oh, to the summer. Okay. Hmm. And I, But I don't know. Maybe they have the opposite. I, I'm not really sure. All I know is I'm freezing. So it says that uh, this little trick of running your ceiling fan the right way can lower your energy bill. Uh, the Department of the Energy says you can raise the thermostat as much as four degrees in the summer when your fan is turning in the right direction. Huh. So if that's a concern, you want to save a little bit of money, then just consider that. In the wintertime, it blows up. In the summertime, it blows down. You know, growing up, I, we didn't have air conditioning. Um, <clears throat> we just used fans in the windows. And, uh, you know, we had like an oscillating fan in the kitchen. Um, and I don't know if this is actually true or just, uh, you know, an old wives' tale that I had heard. But um, there were a few times where um, I would sleep and I would have the fan in the window blowing directly on me. Yes. And I ended up waking up with a terribly, terribly stiff neck. Hmm. And I had been told that that was because of the constant air blowing on me as I was sleeping. I've heard that. And, and the moisture coming in and all that. I don't necessarily <clears throat> know about the, the moisture part of it, but it yeah. was the, the, the steady... Uh, flow of air on me and my body ah. and my, my neck as I was sleeping. The old wives' tale used to be you could treat that by rubbing mailbox ants on your neck. No, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. But, I mean, it was it was a really... I haven't had a... And I don't... I don't actually, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to jinx myself. But okay. it was a really, really bad yeah. stiff neck. Did you have a, an attic fan growing up as well? No. Yeah, so uh, we had, my yeah. grandparents did, I think. We yeah. had um, uh, later in the time that we were living in the house. And Casey, we lived in an old house growing up as well, so we didn't have central air. Uh, my dad eventually caved and bought room air conditioners. Uh, really? Well, yeah, it took a while. Uh, and a was it of... really loud? Was your attic fan really loud? It was, but yeah. the, the concept was it sucked the hot air yeah. out of the house and right. sent it outside. And right. so we would install it every year around this time. Um, you had to take it out because in the wintertime you had to take it out of the window because it would let cold air in. Oh, because the house, and it may not have been my grandparents, it may have been some, a friend of mine, but they had like these vents in the ceiling that yeah. would open up when it would turn on. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of freaky, actually. It was a little freaky, but it, it, it worked a little bit. I mean, like the drain in a pool. You think you're going to yeah. get sucked into it when you're a yeah. kid, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not air conditioning by any no. stretch, but it did help get some of the hot air out of the house. Mm. Nick, that's why before we were allowed to turn the air conditioners on, according to my dad, there was a certain time period where we could then turn it on. Um, we He would put the fans in the windows, but he would face the fan out because it was blowing the hot air out. I, again, I didn't agree you with didn't that. See the oh, logic. that's what they did in our grade no, school. No, whatever. Cath, it, like they would, and our school wasn't air conditioned either, yeah. and they would take a fan <laughs> and they would right. face it out into the hallway. I'm like, you've got to be effing oh, kidding me. It, 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 it sounded like, like, a, like a Boeing factory yeah. in my elementary school because we there were these huge fans on stands mm-hmm. every three or four classrooms and uh, there was the fo- it was you basically the ho- entire school was a convection oven and then also like when it got really hot they, we would have these water breaks where we would go to the water fountain <laughs> and uh, the teacher would stand at the water fountain oh, yeah. and, c- and count One, to three two, two 
three. And I'd be like, nope, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. You're gonna have to pull me by my hair and get. You better hope that you get the cold sip of water too. Did you uh, did you have any rooms in your school that were air conditioned? The teachers, uh, the the office, the, the library, the nurses' office. Yeah. Not the library. We had we the library that. and library, yeah. the nurse's office. So occasionally yeah. you would uh, get, quote unquote, sick <laughs> yeah. and have to go to the nurse's office. But the library uh, was a place to definitely get uh, air conditioning. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, <laughs> there's a secret to the fan technique. In case you're interested, you want to save a little bit of money, then uh, you can do that. We're going to take a break. We got some more things coming up. I would like to give away a $25 gift card for Primo Hoagies. And why? Because it is National Hoagie Day. And we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Primo Hoagies is offering, by the way, $5.99 Primo size Hoagies all day. And Primo awesome. Hoagies are made with the finest Thuman's Meats and Cheeses, sliced fresh to order and served on award-winning seated rolls. Let's set you up. We got more of those to give away. And maybe, maybe at some point this morning, MMR BQ tickets. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Stay put. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. We had uh, Scott Keenan on a little while ago. Just to give you a heads up if you missed the announcement. Eggs with Peg back in a different form this year as we're still kind of dealing with some restrictions. Uh, so Keenan's in North Wildwood will be open Friday, May 20th at 8 a.m., We'll have our on-the-street correspondent, Brent Porsche, checking in with us yes. live on the air through the course of the morning uh, just to give you a taste of what's happening. And it's going to be like 50% uh, capacity, which is still a lot of people, but following guidelines to make sure that uh, everybody is in, um, you know, uh, on the same page. You know, stuff changes constantly, you yeah. know. And as we progress throughout the summer, things will, you know, will very likely open up even further. At this point, though, that seems the best bet. Yep. If you're talking, what, 900 people, I think he said, plus the street in front of Keenan's mm-hmm. has been secured as a an area for tables as well. This is going to be great. And for the first time ever, Scott was saying it's unfortunate, but it has to be a ticketed event because yeah. of the popularity of this particular party. Um, they just want to make sure that uh, they're they're following the rules. So you can get the tickets. You can get all the information at WMMR.com. There's a link to get the tickets. And the proceeds, by the way, benefit the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. So the tickets will go on sale this Monday at 10 a.m. for Eggs with Peg down the shore at Keenan's in North Wildwood. So Between that um, and the barbecue... Yeah. yeah, we're on our way. Getting there. Yes. Getting there. Uh, by the way, I want to give a plug to former intern of ours, uh, Blake Wexler, who is a stand-up comedian. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club. Is that tonight, Nick? It is, and he's recording an album. Oh, oh okay. All right. So if you're looking for some comedy, <laughs> uh, you may end up uh, sounding like that on yes. his album. Who yeah. knows? But uh, You'd be that... the one guy in the back in the album that goes, ha! <laughs> That's going to be on uh, tonight at Helium Comedy Club, so we're glad to give a little plug for that. Uh, I got an email question from a uh, friend of the show, Charles Lance Sassy. If you've been to our uh, championship, our world champion uh, um, belly flop contest, you've certainly seen Sassy a few times. But he emailed and he said, hey, with, my, with Mother's Day coming up, my question is this. And he said, let me start by saying I love my wife. <laughs> uh, but after buying birthday, Christmas, Valentine's, anniversary... When am I off the hook for buying presents from my kids for my wife? My youngest is now 20 years old. (laughs) I'd say you're off the hook, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's, you still got to make sure she gets something. Uh, To be honest, um, when I was 
So my oldest brother, Gene, was out of the house, you know, fairly early. But my brother and I, around the age of like... When you when you get a job, when you you get yeah, your you first could... or uh, any money, you should be buying the gifts yourself. Right, right. Knock it off. Yeah, I mean like a, a decent paying job. You know, yeah, what I mean? something like, corporate. Yes, no. Well, maybe not corporate. No, but, but I mean, if you listen, when your kids, you know how much they're pulling in, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, you have an you idea. See their tax returns. <laughs> you see their tax returns. I have a hard enough time just buying gifts from myself for my wife and then to add on the kids kids. as well is like oh man wait so okay hold on let me ask you a question when the kids start buying the gifts for mom do you as the husband stop buying a gift for mother's day no 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 no. you still get them oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i don't even have kids but i know that you 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 would uh, you would buy a gift yeah yeah Yeah. but but i mean there's a point. Are you buying? You're not buying for uh, you. No, I, I, I now send them out. I'm like, yeah. okay, you got to go get something, yeah. man. Yeah, just go to the store, get anything, something nice. Oh, mom will appreciate okay. it. She's not so, even your mom. Because yeah. I've got, you know, 20 and 18, 19 and, uh, and 14 now, so they can, like a driver, yeah. just go. go yeah. Just go get something, you know? Leave yeah. me alone. So what about uh, the 14-year-old? Does she get? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll She'll give her be... some money to, to go, go get go something, but you can go pick that out. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you see that? I'm trying to find the exact percentage, but there was a study done that um, it was like something like 54% of mothers buy their own Mother's Day gift. Oh, How really? Many? Um, 54%? Of the, of the people that they polled, I think it was like 2,000 cases. Yeah, so, 54% of them say wow. um, that they actually uh, picked out their own gift and some of them went and actually purchased them themselves instead of leaving it up to the kids or the husband. I'm not... Listen, it, she knows about, what she wants. yeah, yeah. So you're sort of giving carte blanche to splurge. What would you like? I think stuff from the kids is more heartfelt. Obviously, you want it. You send them out with money, even if you've even if you've subsidized the purchase. Right. At least the kid has, you know, like Caroline can put her own imprint on what she wants to get. Rochelle, that's something. It means something. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, I, it, it's it's this song and dance that we do all the time. Like a lot of times with you know just. In general, gift giving for my wife, I'll present her with a list of serial numbers of the items that I want, and there you go. You oh, know. yeah. When yeah. Rochelle gives me direct ideas, or it's even yeah. this is what she does. Yeah. She will buy something, she will hand it to me, and say, "You're giving this to me for Christmas." <laughs> well, there, see, there you go. I it's love amazing. that yeah, system. Yeah. It's yeah. the best ever. It's not everything, but every now and then, I guess stuff like this. She's just like, "Here, take this, give and this, wrap this, a, and give this to me." That's a present to you. Yes, yeah. it is. You, know, yeah. you are correct. That's a great present to give to Preston. Yeah. Yeah, overall. So for Mother's Day, it was 54%. But overall, um, for other holidays, Christmas, Valentine's Day, all of that, it was 68% of women buy their own gifts. And I think I saw, Kathy, a study a little while back similar to Father's Day that women, like men, just kind of want to be left alone for the day. And not necessarily like stay away from me, but just yeah. I, I don't want any responsibility. Right. I, yeah. I just want to move away gift. from it. Yeah, that's yeah. the best gift if you don't have to do anything. No, well, my my son has a baseball game on Mother's Day, which I have always been against. Like that's that to that's, me is stupid. That's a crazy assumption, yeah. right? L- listen, there are some parents out there who love it, who love being on the soccer field, softball field, baseball field, whatever you know it is. But you can't assume that that's what everybody be, wants to be doing on Mother's Day. What about a uh, Eagles uh, game day? <laughs> Mother's Day is in May, so we don't no, have no, to no. I'm not saying that. Mother's Day. I'm saying you know what about sporting events on uh, Father's Day? Uh, no, on on uh, game day. 
Well, I mean, you're not required to be there. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you don't I mean, have to be there. But Mother's Day is something you have to yeah. participate in. Well, I mean, you have to participate in, in one way or another. Listen, some parents don't go to their kids' sporting events. We do. We we go to all of them if we can. So uh, that I think that is a different story. Let me go to Donna. Hey, Donna, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Donna? Good. Well, my children are adults in their 30s and 40s. And forever, I've been, I pick my gift out. There's three of them. I always tell them, 50 to 100 bucks each. They buy <laughs> yeah. concert tickets. They buy me the things I ask for instead of all the little things I don't need anymore. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so you have good. an arrangement. I mean, but so, so let me ask you, what, at, at the earliest age, when do you think the kids should be buying their, so uh, when should the kids start purchasing gifts for you or when would it be appropriate for the kids to start purchasing gifts for you? What age? agree that when you have a little older kids and a couple younger ones, like you were saying, take them out and let them choose, buy something for your mom. Yeah. That right. you brought, yep. personally. I mean, because that's, that's taxing for you to have to come up with everything. And here's what you're getting, mommy. Yeah, and exactly. And th- let them choose it, because guess what? They picked it out for mom. Yeah. And right. it's, it's yeah. you can make fun Thanks, of them, because it. it's always stupid. Well, I think sassy. I think, dude, if your youngest is twenty, dude, no, yes, no, you, you've done. been off the hook. You've you've been yeah. a sucker for too long. Yeah. So, Charles, there you go. You didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth no. Rock landed on oh, you. Exactly. All right. Uh, I know we we have a little bit of time. We're doing kind of a shorter segment now because we have uh, some guests. We're going to do this yes. run of guests in a little bit. Uh, we're going to have Eric Roberts on in a few minutes, and uh, we're also going to get to the. The money clip and uh, the the bizarre file, and then we have John Ratzenberger, and we got a ton going on. So we have time to chit chat about a few things. And there was one story in particular that I saw. You want me to bring it out of the junk drawer? Is that what you're? Oh no, no, I'm just always, oh, okay. I'm always on. Just ready. Yeah, I'm just I saw ready. Casey's hand just move over to his mouse because we might click that, and there it is. All right, this is, I guess, is kind of in the junk drawer. Uh, I know that. I know that we have mentioned it's a National Hoagie Day. Uh, but it may is uh, National Self Pleasure Month. By ah, way. awesome! Yes, I got an early start. And a study of two thousand sexually active Americans revealed the vital role that pleasuring yourself plays in respondents' relationships with their bodies and their romantic liaisons with others. Let me ask you: Would that count as a Mother's Day gift if you pleasured yourself? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, honey. Yeah, yeah I, I got did this something for you. For you. Look, it's all over my hands. Oh. <laughs> Uh, three in five confess that they've never experienced, I can say this, an orgasm with a a partner and have only done this through self-pleasure. 44% even credited uh, pleasuring themselves for a life epiphany or aha moment akin to a, it says here, a shower revelation. Oh, yeah, a golden shower. Uh, A pee play. I don't know what a shower revelation is. I don't know what that is. It means finding out in the shower what self-pleasure does for you. So yes. if, if really? You, if you, yeah. If you've never um, experienced it, perhaps you you find a way in the shower or accidentally stumble across in the shower how good that feels. And yeah. th- that applies to both men and women. There is something to be said for learning about what works for you to help your partner help you get there. And then there's also a, a slippery slope where you get so good at it that you're like, yeah, let me take this. I'm trying to remember if when I was a kid, if the first time that I did that, if it was something I knew about or something I just figured out, you know. I can't. I don't remember how it played out. I had heard about it from, um, you know, my Johns. No, I'd heard about it from, you know, 
you just hear about it. Kids, you know, there's this chatter and you, you, there are jokes made about it. And I, yeah, I forget at that moment where I first, yeah, had, it all, excuse the pun, came together. By the way, and this is the most interesting stat from this, most people prefer it. 60% of those polled would rather pleasure themselves than have sex with a partner. Listen. 60%. I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm really good, too. I'm really good. I, uh, I love me. I've never I love met me anyone, some me. I've never met anyone better, to be honest. <laughs> I love me some me. Because yeah. I know me. Yes, you do. I know do. me so well. And that's the so thing. Well. You know exactly so what you want, where well. you want, and when you want exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I spoon with myself afterwards, it's the best. Uh, by the way, I know exactly how I learned it, and it wasn't something I discovered on my own. Uh, believe it or not, there was a stand-up comedian, Billy Connolly, and he <laughs> talked about it in his act. Mm-hmm. And From, uh, formerly head of the class, yes, yeah, and uh, and so he talked about it in his act. There was just this bit where somebody had taught him how to do it, and I'm watching this act. I'm like, oh. So that's what you're supposed to do. So and sort of similar then, Casey, yeah. because the, you used to hear as a kid the the joke used to be years ago, like uh, do it till you need glasses. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll so go blind if you do that. That was that was the big bit. Right. Was uh, the the punchline was you know he the guy told me he goes you only get a hundred of these and then yeah. you go blind. And he goes, I was never more afraid than that hundred and first time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was surprised to see it. Sixty percent of those polled would rather pleasure themselves than have sex with a partner. You now, see, uh, the movie... it can. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I want to add to that. While it is fun and delightful, yeah, uh, it can get old. Yes, and and therefore well, you switch hands. The the partner thing is very much needed at some point. I'm speaking from my own yeah. personal experience, and you. But but after a while, it it can be. Um, not nearly as exciting as it can be with well, someone else. When you when you have the, the 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 shared experience, you know, it's like watching a Marvel movie. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 a lot more fun with other people, and it feels that, different. There's yeah. a movie that came out in the late '90s called Your Friends and Neighbors, and uh, Ben Stiller's in it, and Aaron Eckhart, and um, Aaron Eckhart uh, gets so detached from his wife because he's so in love with himself that it ruins the marriage. And and he t- Steve, you just made the joke about how well you know yourself. Yeah, but he, it, like it, it's a really interesting. Uh, dive in the wrong direction of getting addicted to it. Yes. And and not embracing that you shouldn't always be by yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. That partners can be fun, too. Uh, this research conducted by one poll on behalf of uh, Lilo for uh, National Pleasure Yourself Month in May found that a respondents of respondents currently in a relationship, seven in ten are helping themselves after sex with their partner due to lackluster experiences. Uh, are well, that's we, not fun. Did you say Lilo? Is the organization or the L-E-L-O. person? L-E-L-O. Okay. Yeah, so Lilo. Yep. Uh, not from Lilo and Stitch. I was wondering, that's yeah. That's L-I-L-O. Okay. Uh, so while pleasuring yourself clearly plays a role, a key role for respondents as adults that weren't always, the, uh, that uh, that wasn't always the case. The average respondent began, first began experiment, experimenting with that uh, at 15 years old. Oh, I was way before that. I Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years. I, it, it, be, it was such a... It was a thing. I mean, I, I it, it was a thing that was almost... Uh, I don't know if it was as overt as have you done it yet or... But it, there seemed to be... I, I would hear oh, about it a lot. Not me. It was uh, it was taboo. Yeah. Uh, taboo. In, in, in my circles. Like, if, right. you, if you did that, there was... There was something wrong with you, and you'd pay a price. And and yeah, I, I yeah. didn't hear that part of it, like like the hairy palms or yeah. anything along those lines. But it was just like it was considered 
no, no. Yeah. Uh, and not just from um, uh, adults, like from peers, too. It right. was really weird. Right. So yeah. I just kind of did that on my own and hit it, and nobody knew that I did it, you know? Right. Now, it, like in movies and stuff, you see the... the Talking about it frequently, uh, is, recommending it before a date, like it's uh, no big deal. Yeah. Something about something Mary, about Mary, exactly. Yeah. So uh, things have come have come around on that. Uh, and by the way, seventy one percent credited a pleasure in themselves for helping them communicate with partners about their preferences in the bedroom as well, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having frank and open conversations, and that's that can be a good thing with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, so it is the month, in case you did not know, May is, so whack away, pal. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it. Help yourself. It's what the month is for. What uh, What kind of events are planned? Anything on the National Mall? I'm sure that there are things planned. Yeah. I did not look uh, this up, though. I did not find out uh, any information about it. Million Whacker Walk? Kathy, is that what you're looking up right now yeah, on, your, yeah, on your yeah. laptop? Yeah, what uh, <laughs> the special yeah. pleasure yourself uh, events of May yeah, like, are. Yeah. Wacker activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wacker activities. Wacker activities. Oh, God. No, thank you. No? I'll pass. All right. That's all we're going to have time for because I want to uh, try to stay on time with the run of uh, guests and things that we have to get to on time. So thank you for the junk drawer uh, parts there. I appreciate Oh, no that. problem. No. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And let me give away a pair of MMRBQ tickets. What? Yeah! Yes, for real. The tickets go on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m. I got a pair of seats for the MMRBQ Saturday, September 25th for caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR-BB&T Pavilion is where it will be. And remember, you want to sign up to be an MMR VIP at WMMR.com for another chance to win. Read your opted in for emails. And we're going to pick a few who are signed up on Friday to win a four-pack of tickets and one grand prize upgrade to the pit. So make sure that you're a VIP member and opt in for the emails because you might win in that way. We'll take caller 25. We'll set you up with tickets. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Uh, I got an email from our friend uh, Meredith, who works for Pulse PR. Actually, she is Pulse PR and um, handles uh, Helium Comedy Club as a client. And she sent me an email about the fact that um, they at Helium Comedy Club want to bring comic relief to essential workers and... Each month, they're giving essential workers access to some free tickets to their shows. Very cool. And if you're interested, you just fill out a form that they have on the website, and you'll get added to a list, and then you watch for an email, uh, which will give you access to free tickets, which is pretty cool. That's great. So you can just go to heliumcomedy.com, uh, and you'll be able to find out the uh, the link on there for essential workers. So if you want to be pass that along, and I am more than happy to do that. I'm also more than happy... Uh, to welcome our next guest on the show. He's all, always a colorful interview. He's great. Uh, there was one time where he kept doing a, um, trombone? a trombone. Yeah. Like that. I don't know why. I think maybe his one of his, his son, uh, son is a, uh, a, a musician. Yeah. Oh, my God. We I could just ask him. He's crazy. on the phone line. He's going to be returning to Grey's Anatomy tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Please welcome the amazing Eric Roberts. Yeah. To our show. And there it is. Hello, guys. 
Steve. Good morning. How, How are, are you, Eric? How are you doing, man? I'm great. It's great to be on air with you guys. Yeah, I'm. On my back on Grey's Anatomy with that incredible Jesse Williams being 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 told you know what to do and how to do it by uh, by Debbie Allen hmm. and uh, what a that's my favorite set on this planet is the Grey's Anatomy set it's, and it, I see a lot of sets guys yeah you're you're listen you're all over the place and it's it's great to see you in, involved in so many projects but something like this Grey's Anatomy is a juggernaut it's been on forever and it just has a cast that. That I mean, people are obviously drawn to it. You, now, you play Jesse's estranged father. For people who are not up to speed and they have a lot of catching up to do, give them an idea of what your relationship is like and what we can expect in the new episode. Well, it's all explained in this upcoming episode, so I don't want to say it on air. All but right. Jesse Williams and I have have another interaction that kind of explains our whole life. Okay. And we were we were led to it by the wonderful Debbie Allen, who is our boss, our director. And uh you know, uh, I'm I'm it's it's uh, it's not just lip service when I say that set is my favorite set I have ever been on. And I've been on Lots of sets, as you guys know. Lots of days are spent on movie sets by me. And that is my favorite set ever. What? Those peeps are from top to bottom, from, from a Debbie Allen to Craft Service to Christopher Arnoff. <laughs> They're just incredible human beings. And I have so much fun there. And also, where do you get to work with actors like Jesse Williams? Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. fantastic. And, and we just, you know, he's a real deal. Is, and we just have so much fun together. Is fun one of the most important parts about uh, your, your job, Eric? Is a, what what one of the most important parts? Having fun. Having fun is like the icing on the cake. You don't you don't really expect it. You expect it. every day. My job is let them eat cake. It's a great <laughs> job. I love my job. Wait. But but when it, when it, when it, when it, when you have that, when you have a Jesse Williams, you get frosting on your cake. Uh, and it's nice. just really cool. So, I mean, honestly, so yeah. you, you, you've been involved in so many things, some very intense things. For example, like like Star 80, you know, when oh, you're, wow. you're, you're you're working, which is a super intense movie, and you're playing this very complex character. Can you find time or can you find a, a, a place to, to, to be up? Or, or do you always have to, to – is that so, sort of role so intense that you can't you can't find moments to relax or to have that sort of experience you have on Grey's Anatomy? Well, that's a big answer to a big question. Yeah. So let me give it to you like this. Uh, when I first started out, every part was my child, and I raised it from my life. I like changes diapers. I like yeah. potty training. I taught yeah. how to eat, how to talk, how to read, how to write. Everything about that character was from me, and I did it all. Then, as I get older, and I and and we and we have a whole new system now because you know they uh, they took away film. I'd be offered a part back in the old days in like January, and I'd go to work on that movie in September. I would have eight months to prep that movie. Now you're off the movie on Friday night to uh, to go to work on Sunday morning. It's a very different world now. So you just you so so to answer your question, it was it was very very over precious for many years. Okay. Then when HD when they when they took our film and, and they they are sort of making you ten movies a week as opposed to ten movies a year, then uh, then it 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 it, it just. It 
changed everything. And it also changed the actor's approach in that you can't fall in love. You can just date. I got <laughs> and, you. Uh, no, I hear what you're saying. Kind of, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of how it feels with, with, with the work. Yeah. You don't have the time to fall in love. You just have the time okay. to kiss. Uh, Eric, looking at at, uh, at your list of credits, it seems like maybe the last five years or so have been the busiest in your career. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but, but you have been quite busy. And I'm curious, the logistics of simply staying organized <laughs> and working this many projects has got to be staggering. Yeah, well, I'm really lucky. I have a wife who's a certifiable genius, and about... 15, 17 years ago, I got a call from an agent's assistant who told me about all these projects the agency was turning down without telling me. So I asked her if she had a list of these projects and how much they offered, blah, blah, blah. And she did. So I, like, fired the agency, but I told them first, but I had this list of projects, so don't ever be negative about me or I will sue you and I will win. (laughs) And so they left me alone. I went home that day and I told my wife, you're the boss. And she says to me, I don't know if I can do this. I said, of course you can. You've been doing it anyway. So I made her the boss. So she's my manager, my prime minister, my advisor, my wife, my girlfriend. She's everything all in one. And and, uh, and because of her and her incredible brain, I stay pretty organized. And it's really her. Her and our assistant, and uh, and my good luck. Well, you 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 are very lucky to to have, to have that on premises, so to speak, and and someone who's you know who's got your real best interest in heart, and instead of someone who says they do, is the optimum situation. Yeah, and she's and she's smarter than me. It's handy. <laughs> yeah, but my wife is smarter than me as me well, too. so it does it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you: have a movie com- com- you have a movie coming out called uh, Night Walk. It says June fifteenth on demand. Mickey Rourke is in that cast, and obviously you worked with him. Oh wow! Uh, Pope of Greenwich Village yeah. was was it uh, was it wild to be back working with Mickey Rourke? What 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 was the other film that I that I that Pope I Pope of Greenwich the, Village? The uh, the uh, the, uh, the one word title about the speed <laughs> the speed guys. Yeah. Was that called Snuff? Uh, wow. Speed something. Uh, uh, Google Eric Roberts and Mickey Rourke. There's also. There's, there's another film where he played a speed dealer, and I was his drug contact. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, that, that is also, that is such a great movie. What's that movie called? we got to find out about that. <laughs> he had so many <laughs> movies. He so many freaking movies. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, here's, here's, here's what happened with, uh, with that movie. They, they, they said, we want to we team up with, uh, with Mickey O'Rourke again. We want, we want you, you to play his drug contact. We're going to, because we, uh, the uh, director likes your body, he wants to be shirtless and have a bunch of girls. Yeah. And I said, I think that's fine, and if that's what he wants, I will do that. But can we go unexpected opposite, and I'll be all beautiful and all dressed with a bunch of boys? <laughs> and, uh, and, and he said, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's blow people's minds. Ah. So I played this insane man who has all his boyfriends, and, and he gives you know, drugs to a Mickey. And uh, I'm, I'm like very proud of that movie. What's that movie called? <laughs> Nightwalk. Uh, she, she she's looking it up. She's looking it up. But uh, it's a it's a it's a one word title. I, but it has the best ending I've ever seen a Mickey Rourke play in his career. I won't tell you what it is. You have to see it okay. when she comes up well, with the title. I'll tell you what's it called. 
We looked it up. It's called Spun. S P U N. It's called Spun. Oh, Spun. Okay. Right. The new movie is called Nightwalk, and you have about an IMDb showing you like with seventy projects in the queue right now. So wow. it's safe to say that this and Grey's Anatomy, uh, you're you're on a career roll. <laughs> well, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. expecting big words. things from you, Mister. Yeah, Roberts. it looks like you have legs. Yeah. So. <laughs> Listen, we know you got to run, uh, but it's always a treat to talk to you, and, and and we relish the next time we'll have a chance to speak, Eric. But we'll catch you on Grey's Anatomy tomorrow night, okay? I love you guys. Thank you for the time today. Right. Take it out. All right. Yes. Eric Roberts, guy. He's great, man. He's a trip. I would love to get him in the studio because oh I love God. to talk to you. Remember, he uh, the Dark Knight. I mean, oh, working yeah? with uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan and uh, working with Heath Ledger, uh, and he has a ton of stuff. Um, How many stories this guy must have? We Crazy. had him in the studio. Did no. we? Yeah, we did. How far back was it? Uh, I don't remember, but I remember talking to him in the studio. Okay. I huh. vaguely remember him here, too. He has, wow. Yeah. All right, I don't. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Uh, Casey, I have a question to ask. Um, what should we do? I feel like we should take a break. Like we, I feel like we need to take a okay. break. Okay. I was going to try to get to the bizarre file now, but we want to make sure we stay on time for the uh, the word for you, the uh, presidency money clip word. Uh, and John Ransenberg yeah. is going to be joining us too. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. But we're not going to leave you empty handed. Oh, no, no, no. It is National Hoagie Day. Oh. And I have a $25 gift card from Primo Hoagies. And we'll take caller number. 19 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will set you up, like I said, with the $25 gift card from Primo Hoagies. And keep in mind, they do have some specials. Uh, They have uh, rewards members, $5.99 Primo size Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese hoagies all day long today. Visit PrimoHoagies.com for details. Car 19, you're the winner. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-W-M-M-R-93-3-
Our guest is standing by. He is ready to go. We've talked to him many times over the years, and uh, he always has uh, the hardworking people uh, first and foremost on his mind, and therefore is on to talk about National Skilled Trades Day. Yeah, he's very um, very supportive of this, which is a working person. It's today. It's the first Wednesday in May. It's also National Hoagie Day, too. So you can a sandwich and get some work. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Please welcome Mr. John Ratzenberger yeah. to the show. Good morning, John. Well, thank you, boy. I, I didn't know it was National Hoagie Day as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Uh, All these beautiful things. Uh, that, that, that goes hand in hand. Yeah. You, you show up at work and you're a carpenter, and what do you do for lunch? Yep. Go get a hoagie. Totally. Absolutely. So, listen, John, w- before acting, um, w- were you a, 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 a skilled worker, or is this something that you uh, just appreciated as you were going through your acting career? No, I still am. Yeah, when I was about 13 or 14, I decided I wanted to learn how to build a house and everything in it. And and over the years, I have. Uh, but that's what I did for a living. Uh, after college, I went off and uh, became a journeyman carpenter, you know, building houses and, and founded nails wherever, you know, I needed to. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to England uh, just to visit for a week and ended up staying 10 years. And me and a buddy from college who was already been over there, we uh, toured Europe with our own improvised comedy shows. His name is Ray Hassan. He became a, a cop uh, later on in life, and uh, and so that's that's where I learned my trade. Okay, uh, and, and listen, my my my, uh, my brothers-in-law, most of them are, are, are contractors, and I, I you know we, we we know a lot of people who are, who just work with their hands and and do this kind of work that you're talking about, which is really you know sort of just the the purest. Uh, you know, they, 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 they go out, they work hard, they, you know, they get dirty, they, they do what, what needs to be done. And there's, there's, there's such, I always have associated a sort of nobility with that. And, uh, and so with you and your acting career and having coming, having come from that point uh, of being able to do that, did you ever, while you were working your way through the ranks, ever work on movie sets and stuff like that with that capability? No. Nothing. No, I, I, it's funny though. Every time I've been on a movie set, from the, my earliest days of my career, like with uh, Empire Strikes Back and uh, uh, Bridge Too Far, things like that, I'd always look closely at the sets and how they were built. Right. Because uh, I was interested in that, you know, and I picked up some pointers. And and when I'd be in a film studio like Pinewood Studios in England, I'd always wander over to the carpenter shop. Hmm. And, and see what they were up to. But I never built uh, sets on movies myself, no. Well, you mentioned Empire Strikes Back, and, and yesterday was May the 4th day. Do you have some sort of reverential ceremony at your house, or...? You know, I I, I had forgotten all about that. I had <laughs> known that, you know. But then some somebody I know sent me a text and addressed me as Major Derlin. <laughs> <laughs> Happy May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, I got a kick out of that. No, that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, well, with National Skill Trades Day, uh, you know, how, how explain what it entails, how we can observe, how we can support um, the the whole effort. Well, it, it's, it seems like you know, thirty, forty years ago, when the hippies took charge of our educational system, uh, they canceled shop classes, <laughs> and, and I. I and, you know, in home ec. And that at least, you know, even if you were on the way to college, it gave you a taste or a feel of what it was like to actually work with your hands, mm-hmm. to create something. 
and there's a lot of kids and I know as adults now they're all starting to retire, but they went into that and, you know, contractor and plumber and, uh, and they made a fine living, but we've taken that away from kids now. So a kid now will go through school. He won't know how to, uh, read a tape measure. Try that a high school senior, anybody, you know, show them a tape measure or a yardstick and say, give me a point to five and three eighths. Right. And they won't, they won't be able to do it. Which I find incredible. Well, it, it is. It, it's funny you should bring that up because there, there, there are. I mean, the, 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 there was always trade schools and, and things, and I always looked forward to to um, to um, uh, to shop. And even when they had us do, you know, other other things, we 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 took home ec as well, just to, you know, the, those right. sort of life skills were I thought were were always really interesting. And there, I knew a number of people who got a taste of it and said, "This is what I want to do for the rest of my life." Right. Right, exactly. But we've taken that away from kids now. So the taking that away, you've taken away the possibility of them accruing skills. Right. And if you don't, if you don't have a skill, you're dependent on the government. Right. But if you have a you have a skill, you can take care of yourself and build and your own home. I don't know whether mm-hmm. it may have been a political decision for all I know. Yeah. What I do know is that uh, it doesn't exist anymore. I've I've spoken in front of Congress twice already. Saying, look, folks, this is civilization yeah. we're talking about. If somebody doesn't show up and repair the bridge, the bridge is going to fall down. <laughs> it won't, yeah. And, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happened uh, In what, Me- Mexico City, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of these skills are, you know, obviously, uh, I, I I went to Catholic school. We didn't have shop class in, in my school. But, uh, you know, some of these skills are, are taught, you know, are handed down from, you know, father to son. And I got to tell you that uh, my father didn't teach me crap. Uh, he also, my father has my famously. My tried. It just yeah, didn't work. He, uh, he, at one point, he was trying to fix a sink and realized he needed a part. And um, he went to go to the hardware store, but he had to wash his hands first. He completely forgot that he had uh, taken the pipe off of the uh, the sink. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Those are the skills that I have uh, been taught. Required. Yeah. So you you you've got to grow up like Laurel and Hardy. Yes. <laughs> now you know it's also John. We 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 talked about this. Like I you know I got a chop saw you know a while ago, and I, I've started to work with some wood, and and just doing that whole thing is 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 cool. So. In any way, if you can support that or support the pursuit of that, uh, that's a win. Yeah, and parents should know that if, if their kid decides to become a plumber or a stonemason, that's an honorable trade, and yeah. they're going to be making lots and lots and lots of money. Yep. Yeah, it's true. And, it's true. You know, you know there's, and there's no student loan to pay back. Yeah, yeah. True. All right. Well, listen, we're, we're, uh, we're happy to observe this and urge people to take a look into the skilled trades. Uh, and we're also, uh, we got to wrap up, unfortunately, John, because we know you got a busy day. But uh, I guess we'll be, one of the next thing we'll be hearing from you, we always look forward to your, your Pixar moments. Yes. Uh, but there's a Monsters at Work, a ser- in the Monsters, uh, Inc. Monsters Inc. series that's, uh, right. that's coming up. And you'll once again be the Yeti, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah, that's, uh, what is that, July 2nd that's coming out? Yeah, buddy. We're looking forward to it. Disney, Disney Plus, yeah. Very nice. cool. Always great to hear on there. All right, John, thanks for getting in touch. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. John Ratzenberger. Yay! Thank you, sir. See ya. <laughs> He's great. He is, he is John Ratzenberger. Uh, and in, I was looking at his uh, credits, and I was trying to remember 
Catching Him in Seoul. That was the most recent yeah. Pixar movie that I saw, but I don't remember. It says Guy on the Subway. Sometimes he's a main character, and other times he literally will have just like one line or just a handful of words. He's their good luck charm. They always have him in every single Pixar movie ever made. He's the only voice a- actor wow. to ever be in every single Pixar movie, which is pretty damn cool. Is, is he? No. Raya is stream. Who did? Who That's did, just Disney. That's just Disney. That's okay, just Disney. Right. It's not a Pixar right, show. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. All right, brought to you this morning by Horizon. You can get Horizon Services AC tune-up for just $49. Plus, a heater tune-up this fall for only $39. You can call now or visit horizonservices.com for details. A man was accidentally killed by a bullet from his relative's gun when a bar fight broke out in Texas. And the fighting Sunday night happened at the uh, Michaelitis La Barra in the Houston area. One of the men began beating the other with a gun... And it fired and shot and killed his own relative. Mm. So, wow. So he was, so he was using pistol it. whipping him? Yeah, he was pistol whipping somebody else. Yeah. And the gun goes off and shoots his, I don't know if it was brother or cousin or whatever. Uh, detective said about seven or eight people were at the bar. And about half of them left before deputies responded. There were surveillance cameras that captured the incident and police are oh. investigating. All right, here's a follow-up story. A Florida teen accused of rigging a homecoming queen election with her mother is being charged as an adult. Mm -hmm. Emily Rose Grover was still 17 when she was arrested in March. Uh, She turned 18 in April, and the state's attorney confirmed that Grover will be tried as an adult. Grover and her mother, Laura Rose Carroll, face multiple felony charges stemming from the October homecoming vote at Tate High School in Pensacola. While employed as an assistant principal at Bellevue Elementary School in the same county, oh my God. Carol accessed the school district's internal system to cast fraudulent votes for her daughter so that she would win. So this guy, this gets felony convictions. Oh, yeah, because they used a computer. Right. It's like wire fraud and right. stuff like that. Jesus. Uh, the investigation began when the district reported unauthorized access into hundreds of student accounts. Uh, investigators found that hundreds of votes for the school's homecoming court were flagged as fraudulent. There were 117 votes from the same IP address within a short period of time. Oh, my God. Uh, and that's when investigators found evidence of unauthorized access to the system linked to Carol's cell phone and computers at her home. There were 246 votes cast for homecoming court from those devices. Multiple students told investigators that Grover described using her mother's systems uh, system access or of watching her mother access records for years. Investigators learned that since August 2019, Carol's account accessed 372 high school records and 339 of those were Tate students. Yeah. Investigators said Carol had district-level access to the school board's program. System users are required to change their passwords every 45 days, and Carol's annual training for the staff responsible use of guidelines of technology was up to date. Officials had confirmed that Carol was suspended from her job, but it was immediately clear if she had been fired. Governor uh, Grover, I'm sorry, was expelled from the high school. Each are charged with offenses against users of computers, computer systems, computer networks, and electronic devices, unlawful use of a two-way communications device, criminal use of personally identifiable information, and conspiracy to commit those offenses. Remember that when they tell you they protect your data, right? Uh Uh-huh, yep. Uh, let's see, hey, a 77-year-old villager, I guess that's the name of the town, 
uh, was arrested in alleged racial tirade after throwing her Whopper at a big Burger King employee. Uh, Judith Ann, you don't throw a Whopper, no. man. No. You eat it, and then you throw up on the person. Uh, Judith <laughs> Ann Black of the Village was apparently enraged over the thickness of the tomato. <laughs> what? Served in her Whopper. You're getting a robust tomato, and that's cause for concern? Well, it says thickness. It could be too thin or too thick. I'm not right. sure. Maybe not, not thick enough. I, it Maybe it was a completely uncut tomato. It doesn't go into detail here. Yeah. Could be uncut. Uh, so, anyhow, it was at the Burger King. She confronted a Burger King employee at the at the counter and was what ye- is this? yelling at her. Uh, the Burger King worker tried to convince the Texas native to calm down and said she could not help her if she did not stop yelling. You said I could have it my way. Uh, the worker turned her back on uh, Black, who threw the Whopper at the employee, hitting her in the back, yelling, Shut up, you black bitch. Oh. Uh, black proceeded to use the N-word before storming out of the restaurant. The Burger King manager, a worker at Burger King, and an independent customer all have verified the employee's account of what happened. Video surveillance footage also corroborated what the employee uh, told law enforcement. Officers tracked down Black, read her, her Miranda rights. She admitted she had confronted the Burger King employee at the counter over the thickness of her tomato on her Whopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she was angry that the employee was not fixing the issue, and she mm-hmm. admitted uh, that had the burger in I had the burger in my hand and tossed it at her. She confirmed that she hit the Burger King worker. Uh, she was booked at the county detention center for the incident. She's going to burger jail. All right, listen to this, ma'am. A 35-year-old New York man was arrested Friday morning after police found about 150 pounds of cocaine in the car that he was driving. And this is on Interstate 78 in Lehigh County, so okay. not, not too far away. So he still kept it at misdemeanor level. The street value of a kilo is about 30 grand or just above $2 million for all 68 kilos that this guy has. So he's, go, he's driving around with $2 million worth of cocaine. A, stu, a state trooper was patrolling I-78 about 9.15 a.m. Friday when he noticed a Toyota Sienna with an Illinois plate driving for a mile in the left lane, but with no vehicles to pass in the right lane. The trooper followed the Toyota, and it was going 65 miles per hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. So wouldn't you be on your best behavior? Yeah. But then again, there's a reason why this guy's delivering 150 pounds of cocaine. He's an idiot. Mm, yeah, uh, you know, I do it hand signals, and I... Oh, my God. Yeah, ten and two. Everything. Everything. The trooper identified the driver as Esteban Cacho of Lockport, New York, and numerous indicators of criminal activity were observed and consent to search the vehicle was granted. Uh, Cacho was held in the Lehigh County Jail in lieu of a million dollars bail, by the way. They have a baby so. on board sticker. Wow. All right. Uh, then we'll do one more story. I love this one. A farmer in Belgium inadvertently changed geography by moving his country's border with France. Huh? The farmer was driving a tractor and apparently got annoyed by a large stone blocking his path, so he slightly moved it. Another person recently walking in the forest noticed the stone had been moved. The history enthusiast knew it wasn't just any stone. It was there to mark the actual boundary between no. France and Belgium. Wow. And he moved it. And the marker had been moved about seven and a half feet. Oh, boy. Effectively giving Belgium more land. He made Belgium bigger and France smaller. It's not a good idea, according to David Lavix, mayor of the Belgian village of Erquelnins. Did they correct it? Uh, not yet. <laughs> the move could cause a problem for private landowners in neighboring countries. Uh, but people in both Belgium and France had a bit of a laugh over it. France and Belgium share a 390-mile border. 
which was established under an 1820 treaty signed after Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo five years earlier. The stones were placed when the border was first de- uh, de- uh, decided in 1819. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgian authorities plan to uh, simply contact the farmer and ask him to return the stone, but if he doesn't, the Belgian foreign ministry could open a Franco-Belgian border commission. <laughs> Something that has not happened since 1930. <laughs> oh, my God. The farmer could also face criminal charges if he doesn't comply. How awesome is that? Insane. That's great. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back no, in a moment. No, We're, this is an all-one break. We're doing the lesson question and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. Is, we switched yeah. things up. That is magical. Okay, uh, so I don't have a lesson question. Uh, we do have a prize, though, and it's a $50 well, Rita's gift card. So, Nick... I'm sure you got something over there. I do. Um, I'm going to ask one that we did while on television. For men, what's the similarity that between your nose and your genitalia? Ah, okay. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you heard that earlier uh, this morning. What's the similarity between your nose and your genitalia, male genitalia? Correct, if you're a man. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. Uh, It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Charles Manson's original police booking sheet following the Tate-LaBianca murders is going up for auction starting at $100,000. And for an additional $50,000, you can get a therapist who will explain why you bought it. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Ray Reyes, best known for being a member of the group Menudo, has sadly died at the age of 51. Reyes had been living on borrowed time, escaping the island where all 16-year-old members of Menudo are brought to be euthanized. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> and finally, Kylie Jenner hopped in her private jet to attend baby daddy Travis Scott's birthday in Miami. Kylie says daughter Stormy takes great comfort in knowing that daddy is just $33,000 worth of jet fuel away. True. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All righty. Let's see if you know the answer to this. Uh, What is the similarity between your nose and male genitalia? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. (laughs) All right, Dan, what's what's the similarity, sir? You can blow your nose. Yes. (laughs) That is indeed the similarity. Hang on a second, Dan. Did I just hang up on Dan? Dan, call back. We'll get you in a moment. Uh, we have voice recognition software. We do. Uh, we're going to set you up with a $50 Rita's gift card. Nickelodeon <laughs> Slime is available all month long at Rita's and Slime Your Favorite Treats only at Rita's, but you better hurry because Slime is only available through May 30th. Time now for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3. WMMR. All right, and it is brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Uh, Today is National Hoagie Day. You can get a Primo size Italian turkey or ham and cheese hoagie for just $5.99 all day. Find your nearest location at PrimoHoagies.com. We'll start with this. Uh, I didn't even know this guy. Puddle of Mud former lead singer Paul Phillips. Huh? Is suing a Florida hospital. Yeah, apparently he was with the band from 2001 to 2005, and then 2009 to 2011. I guess when Wes was taking a leave of absence from the band. I guess so. But he's suing a Florida hospital and a couple of doctors for malpractice. 
Uh, Phillips says since the treatment he received at Florida's Baptist Medical Center of the beaches in 2019, he has a brain injury and a seizure condition that could affect his musical career. <clears throat> he was initially admitted to the hospital two years ago after complaining about an altered mental status and possible seizure. He claims that initial test showed that he had low sodium levels, but he says doctors brought his levels up too quickly. He uh, says he was discharged from the hospital, but had to be rushed back three days later due to seizures. What the According to Phillips, MRI scan showed brain damage, which he claims was caused by the treatment that he received during the prior hospital stay. That's pretty horrible. Yeah, he's being uh, treated at the Mayo Clinic for seizures and other neurological issues, which he says are ongoing and have hurt his ability to make a living. So he's seeking damages from both the hospital and two doctors. That's terrible. Evanescence's Amy Lee, we had her on not that long ago, has revealed... Who the band's breakout single, Bring Me to Life, was written about. And she said in the interview that she wrote the song about her husband before they were married. She said, there was this moment. I was in a tough place and in a bad relationship. And my husband now, Josh, at the time, was just a friend and a person that I barely knew. And it was maybe the third or fourth time that we'd ever met. And we went to go and grab a seat at a restaurant while our friends parked the car. We sat across from each other and he looked at me and he just says... So are you happy? Uh, she said, it's amazing that that became the, the song, uh, the first song that broke us on the scene and made everyone hear us because it was about something so personal that I was recognizing my life. Huh. <clears throat> she said, and it took me so off guard. And I just felt like it pierced my heart because I felt like I had been pretending really well and it was like somebody could see through me. And then that whole first verse came out of it. How can you see into my eyes like open doors? And then eventually he said, no, I was talking to the person behind you. <laughs> uh, she said, it really made me feel and recognize the sense of yearning that I had to get to a better place. And it really kind of set me out on a journey. Uh, it's amazing that that became the song, the first song that broke us. And uh, it was something that was so personal, as she has said before. So She's great. Nice. I didn't know that about yeah. the, that song. Dave Grohl's six-part series with his mom. Uh, Virginia Grohl from Cradle of Stage premieres uh, tomorrow on Paramount+. Plus. A teaser for the series was posted featuring Dave and Virginia driving around in their old neighborhood singing Carly Simon's 1972 chart topper, You're So Vain. We have a clip of this we're going to play. <laughs> and it's before Virginia questions why Dave never got into the legendary vocal group, The Manhattan Transfer. <laughs> yes. Uh, and let's play this clip and hear a little bit of them. When did it come over? Uh, it should have been early this morning. Yeah, okay. with all the other clips that were sent over. Look under Dave Grohl clip from show that we're currently talking about this very second. I'm looking for it. I don't see it yet. Mm. We, have, we have a baby that sounds like a demon. Yeah. You want to hear okay, that? That's like... from the same crowd. <laughs> oh, here we go. AJ, come to see Mama. Mama. Oh, my God. Mama. <laughs> mama. That's a baby saying That's a baby that. saying oh Mama. God. Yeah. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mama. Mama. <laughs> Throat just doing it. Hang on, Matt. We have the uh, Dave Grohl. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. All right, here we go. This is. You're so vain. You probably think the song is about you. You're so vain. Did you think the song is about you? Don't you? Don't you? I don't know if I did that right. It was awful. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. 
really blew my. It's still to this day. I mean, when I so listen to I music, so I can't understand then why you never got as excited as I did about Manhattan Transfer, because that's where their genius is. That they get, that they do four or five part harmony in ways that it's really hard to duplicate. I don't know, but I used to get yeah. high under that bridge over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! Wow. She's right. A few years ago, I went back and, and dug around at some Manhattan Transfer stuff. You guys know that Manhattan Transfer. Dun, 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 dun. Well, they did a cover of Birdland, yeah. but they also did uh, Ooh, Wah, Ooh, Wah, Boop, Boop, Diddy. Tells about the boy from New York City. So yeah. That was their big hit. But they did some like jazz standard stuff yep. that was super difficult uh, to sing. So, anyhow, Dave mom's, Dave's mom remembers. Uh, the series is based around Virginia's critically acclaimed book, Cradle to Stage, uh, stories from the mothers who rocked and raised rock stars. It was very similar to uh, Manhattan Transfer to the Safe Light Repair song. Oh, oh yeah. they did that. Yeah. Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Dave said of the new show, having the opportunity to travel the country and tell the stories of these amazing women behind the curtain not only shed some light on the music that they inspired, but also made me appreciate the love that I was given from my own mother, my best friend. Uh, it goes uh, without saying that we are all indebted to the women who have given us life, for without them, there would be no music. A great quote. Sully Erna says, Godsmack has written 12 songs in the last three weeks. Uh, Erna tells the VR Sessions riff on it that he recently moved... Uh, to the he moved the studio Godsmack had been using in New England down to his new place in Fort Myers, Florida, uh, where they have been working. And the band's frontman added that he is currently taking the time to catch up and start writing melodies uh, to some of these instrumentals that we have. He said, "I'm doing that." Bruce Springsteen has been awarded the 2021 Woody Guthrie Prize. Uh, Rolling Stone reported that he'll accept the honor online during a May 13th virtual event for Woody Guthrie Center members. Uh, the inaugural recipient of the award was the late Pete Seeger in 2014 with Mavis Staples, Chris Christopherson, Norman Lear, John Mellencamp, Chuck D., and Joan Baez being honored by the Guthrie Center since. Uh, the annual Woody Guthrie Prize is given to an artist who best exemplifies Woody Guthrie's spirit and work by speaking for the less fortunate through music, film, literature, dance, and other art forms and serving as a positive force for social change in America. Bruce said in a statement, I'm honored to receive the uh, Woody Guthrie Prize. Woody wrote some of the greatest songs about America's struggles uh, to live up to uh, to live up to its ideals in... He's my favorite character in Toy Story. ...convincing fashion. Uh, he is one of my, the, my most important influences and inspirations and was great in Toy Story. And then one fi- final thing. Uh, we have a chance for you, my friend, to win tickets to the MMRBQ. Yeah. Here's what you got to do. Sign up to be an MMR VIP at WMMR.com and then opt in for the MMR emails. We will pick a few who are signed up on Friday, this Friday, to win a four-pack of tickets and one grand prize upgrade to the pit. So get on that now. Sign up. Opt in. You might win. It's this Friday. You have just a couple of days to do it. Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Mammoth, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, Local Shots artist Foxtrot, and The Get Down are the bands. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And that's your music news. One more break to take and one more $25 gift card to give away from our friends at Primo Hoagies. Let's take caller number 
16 at 215-263-WMMR. They do- dropped off the best hoagies in the area to promote the National Hoagie Day that we're celebrating. Celebrating rewards members can get $5.99 primo-sized Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese hoagies all day today. Visit primohoagies.com for details. We'll be back in just a second. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Oh, you know what, man? We never got a secret text word winner. Hmm. Uh, we're going to take uh, call number 8. I'm doing it right now. Kathy's not here. 215-263-WMMR. That's right. I picked, yeah, well, I yeah. picked the number. I picked it. I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Caller number eight at 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. So uh, make sure that you have that and you call us, and uh, we'll see if we can set you up with the prize. Uh, today has been a busy, busy day, and a lot of great guests on the show. A lot yes. of great things happened here on our program. I want to thank Scott Keenan for checking in. All right! Eggs with Peg 2021 is indeed happening in a slightly different form. Obviously, there are occupancy uh, rules that need to be followed. So Scott is saying uh, they're only going to be able to have 900 people in. Uh, it's just 900 people. That's it. That's a ton of people. It's going to be awesome. And our friend, Brent Porsche, is going to be there, and he's going to be checking in live with us that particular morning. Now, it's going to be Friday, May 28th. Doors open at 8 a.m., and this year, it is a ticketed event. They have to make sure that they do follow the occupancy rules. So, as always, if there's going to be as many people that are interested in this every year, they got to handle that. So, you can go to WMMR.com. There is a link, a ticket link, as well as details on the event itself. Proceeds, by the way, benefit the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. And this whole thing is sponsored from Coors Light Made to Chill. So, thank you to Scott for coming on the program. Uh, we also had Eric Roberts. He's going to be on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, that's tomorrow night at 9 p.m. And he is great. Guys, he's just got a ton of stories. He's a I mean, literally, cool dude. Literally 70-plus projects on IMDb in the works right now. It's incredible. Uh, and thank you to John Ratzenberger. Hey! It is uh, today National Skilled Trades Day, and he just wanted to promote that. So it was cool. And he's got, you know... More stuff coming out with the uh, the Monsters at Work, the Monsters, Inc. franchise. <laughs> He'll be in that and more. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, I want to thank Primo Hoagies uh, for dropping off the goodies this morning, supplying us with lunch, and reminding you that it is indeed National Hoagie Day. So there's a chance for you to go by if you're a rewards member, and you can get uh, $5.99 Primo-sized Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese hoagies all day long. Go to primohoagies.com for details. May I jump in quickly here? It's um, Katie's 40th birthday today. So Yay. she's a longtime listener, and we'll give her a nice uh, birthday shout-out for her 40th birthday. Excellent. Happy birthday to you. All right, and we're going to go to the phones. We're looking for caller number eight, and caller number eight is Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, it. Good morning, it. Mark, what is uh, today's secret text word? So it's a penny. Penny, yes. You're correct, Mark. I want you to hang on. He was yelling. And we're going to get your info, Mark. We're going to set you up with Percy versus Goliath, the thrilling story of a small-town farmer's court battle against a large agricultural agricultural. Corporation uh, stars Christopher Walken, Christina Ricci, and Zach Braff. 
You can buy or rent it tonight. It's rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures, and we'll get a random texture, and we will award that prize to them as well. All right, now we need to do today's letter. You're handling that case? Sure. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E, as in Eagles. All right, you now have three letters. You need five, and we're going to give that one away, or all the letters tomorrow and then Friday, and give away the prize from Revivalist Spirits, by the way, a bottle of their botanical gin, the Equinox Expression, their pre-made lavender lemonade, and resurgent young American Mm. bourbon, yum. And speaking of yum, a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro. It's a beautiful place. Revivalist Spirits voted top craft gin distillery by USA Today. You can order online for free delivery anywhere in Pennsylvania with purchase of two bottles or more. RevivalistSpirits.com. Must be 21 years of age or older. Real quick, got to yep. wish a good luck to Newman's uh, men's lacrosse team, Newman University. Our assistant producer, Moose, yes. is one of the uh, coaches there. And so they got a playoff game, a home playoff game tonight against Marymount. So I just want to wish all those guys <laughs> the best of luck. Definitely do it. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, also, Acme. Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Acme for the summer season, period. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and also brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Today, National Hoagie Day, get select Primo size hoagies for just five ninety nine all day. Uh, tomorrow on our program, Caitlin Olson will be hey, on the nice. show. Be wonderful to new have her. show. Yeah, she does have uh, some new stuff coming up. So we'll spend some time with her. We'll see what else we can get into. More money to be given away. Speaking of money, Pierre's got your next chance with the President Steve Money Clip. It's on the way. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody is good to have you on the map. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba